degrees. Hitman and Atlas Center, do you have any test operations restricted area 2508? Aries 31, Roger. Traffic is quite luminous and is exhibiting some non-ballistic motion, over. Roger, Aries 31. Continue to sign at your discretion, over. Okay, Center. The traffic is approaching head-on, ultra right, and really moving. They're right by us, right now. There are a thousand UFO sightings reported around the world every month. 90% of these sightings can be explained, but 10% cannot. Officially and unofficially, the U.S. military has been investigating UFOs since 1947. Their top secret goal is to find out what's behind these unexplained sightings. The Pentagon classifies them as unusual airborne anomalies, but a better term is X-Files. Join us now as Mac Wanwan and Commander Cobra explore these unsolved cases, UFO incidents that baffle even the U.S. military. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we have for you tonight. But first, let me introduce you to the members of the gang, the posse. Girls, get ready. Sit yourselves down, get your fan, get your mister. He wasn't here last week, but he's here tonight. Oh, you're squeezing your lube. Sorry. The famous one one is here. Hey, you bet I'm here tonight. Welcome aboard, everybody. Welcome, ladies and guys in all ships at sea, no matter where you are. Thanks for joining us. You're going to have a good time tonight. Okay. We're and I'm glad to be here, too. I really was sorry I missed last week, but boy. Well, we, we missed you. Did I have other plans? Yes. <laughs> we're going to get into that. Okay, I just want to, you were initiated into a British social club, quote unquote, right? That's right. Okay, two questions. The first thing they said was, you know, we're not a pub because oh. Oh. it's a members only establishment. Oh, wow, huh? Yeah. It may look like a pub, but we're not. Yes, okay. We're a social club. Did they make you wear yeah, chaps or anything like that? <laughs> anything along those I, lines? Uh, I'm glad I had a friend with me. My next door neighbor is really plugged into the place. Really? This is like, this is like the beginning of a bad eyes wide shut. Frankly, but let me move on. Did, did you have to be invited to join? Or? You know, he just barged in. Yes. Uh, anyway, uh, no Coco tonight. However, he's been in touch and he's going to be joining us in a show in the near future. I had to say that just right. However, our national correspondent, Switchblade Steve Ward, is here down there in, um, you know, West Virginia somewhere. Mount Pleasant, West Virginia. Sorry, Switchy, how you doing? No, no, no. Point Pleasant. Point Pleasant. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. It wasn't Mount Pleasant in Michigan, but uh, mm-hmm. in many other places, I'm sure. Okay. But anyway, great to be here tonight. Yes, yes. Okay. Everything. What's that background? Boy, that background looks a little foggy. That's my uh, 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 messy, uh, one of my messy bedrooms. The other other bedroom has got books in it. Uh-huh. So that's kind right. of a library more than a bedroom. Oh, so you wanted to share us share with us the messy one. Oh, interesting. No, you got the blur sound effect, yeah, the blur of video effect on. Well, that way you won't know how, uh, how trash this house is, actually. Okay. Uh, also joining uh, us is uh, I have an excuse uh, though. I had had that those plumbing problems, but go ahead. Okay, well, I think we can, we're going to get into that later on as well. Okay. Our security chief Willie Club is joining us. Willie. Hey Mac. Hey guys. Hey mm-hmm. folks. Hey everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't believe it. It's been a week. I mean, I feel like I just you know got off the show a night or two ago. I know mm-hmm. they say as you get older, you know, time flies, but <laughs> really. I think it's the show. There's just so much going on. Well. Yeah, yeah, I know the feeling. Even with Switch, you know, the only thing is, Switch, can you make, like, the top of your head, like the rest of it, kind of foggy? I just wanted to see. Oh, 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 man. Already? Well, no, it it looks. That was harsh. Wow. You washed it. They always washed it, too. Yeah. Yeah, every other week. Listen, before, let me just mention that in the studio with us 
is uh, Uncle Al, the kitty's pal, Al Ronaldo, UFO mechanic, in the house. Hello, Mac. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? Hello, Al. The beer tonight is, uh, hey, neighbor, have a cancer. Rhode Island's uh, famous yeah. for it. Yeah. About the only thing that's famous for. That, <laughs> that in Federal Hill. <laughs> it's inside. Listen. But also joining us, here we go, let's brighten things up, is our favorite good witch up there in Sideways and Yard, Raven is with us. Raven. Hi. Raven. Wow. Hi. How are you? Wow. I'm so good. Thanks for having me. All right. I got to I got a comment you. on the look. <laughs> so I, I, without being inappropriate, but what is going on here? She looks like um, it's Winona Ryder 20 years ago or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, that works good, for me. Yeah, that looks good. Yeah. yeah, the bangs. It's a good thing. look. It really it's, is. It's, yeah, we're doing a writer from Edward Scissorhands era. You're right. The show Where's your blonde hair in that? <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. She, uh, I wonder if she can do some of Harry Belafonte's uh, songs. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I missed that reference, yeah. but who's? Work, work, work. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's it. That's it. There you go. Oh, yeah. Oh, she sings too. Wow. Well, whatever it's uh, going on, you got it going on, as the kids say. Thank you for joining us tonight, Raven. Thank you. What are you drinking? Let us know, please. Oh, I told you from here on until no. it runs oh. out. Kolsch. Oh. All day. It's great fruit beer for anyone who doesn't know. Wow. It's, it's terrible. Worth. It's terrible. So, you, you're like an occult. It's grapefruit beer. It's, it's a Genesee specialty that they only sell in the summer. Yeah, and for, it is. Uh, for one reason only. No, uh, no. Nah, nah. You're in a cult, you and your father. I, did I tell you guys about that one time I almost. Got roped into a cult. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Oh, oh yeah. Have I introduced oh, yeah, that? Yeah, go ahead. I was down in New Orleans, and yeah. uh, no. there was this like really, really groovy bus. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to check this out. And I just hopped on this bus like alone. I didn't know anyone. And they were handing out pamphlets. And I was like, it was super psychedelic. And I was like, this is cool. And I was on there for like, you know, 10 minutes or so. And then I was like, oh, it clicked, and I got off the they're bus. Free. Yeah, yeah, they're free. But yeah. they were getting ready to to pop over to I don't know, probably wear matching shoes and do yeah, some yeah, do yeah, some stuff. Woods. Yep, yep. Mm. Oh well, they had a bus, mm. and they're in New Orleans. So. Yes. Speaking of cults, can we get some information from uh, Juan on uh, his right. initiation? So the reason that uh, Juan was a W O L last week was that he was being initiated in quotes. In a British social club. Now, up until this point, stop me when I, uh, if I'm wrong here, Lonnie. Up to this okay. point, I always thought British social clubs were, you know, like billiard halls, places that you would, there'd be a lot of betting going on. There would be, I don't, I don't uh, associate them with the kind of quaint pub, but, you know, how, how the hell, what I know. So tell us, what happened? You were initiated, what happened? Did they whip you? Well, Which? first off, the, the social club is uh, wide open to the public if, you, if there's a member that, uh, can sign you in. Okay. Okay. It's already boring. And you, you, you as a guest has to be in good standing, and you have to take your hat off. <laughs> okay. What okay. off? They'll leave half of us out. Yeah. Go ahead. No hats. No hats. Uh, no hats. In the, like worn you... inside the social. Men without hats. Is there like a yeah. reason for that? I don't know. It's just a, a thing. I don't know. It's, huh. uh, <laughs> I've been in other social clubs where that's not enforced. Well, you have to wear hats. It's yeah. not even mentioned, but. So it's 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 a little maybe it's a little uptight. Yeah. Okay. I think, but once you get in there, the place is uh, just as rowdy as any other place. Oh yeah. Okay. Except except rowdy with manners. Okay. <laughs> and you are in England. Therefore, or, you know, the, the women in there are totally comfortable. Everything's cool. They got a lot of uh, they got cool pool tables. They got a snooker table, which is like a huge pool table. Told you. Told you. They got dots. Uh mm huh. -hmm, dots. 
they got uh, lots of TVs to watch uh, football, which, of course, is uh, in uh -huh. our vernacular is soccer. But there's always a football game on or a rugby game on. And they do uh, online uh, poker. Oh, they're, yeah, they're really? Online. They're uh, caught up in they're that as well. Poker huh? and they're playing with people online. I don't get to make so a prediction. There's all kinds of cool things to do. So who wouldn't want to become a member? Well, here's, here's what you got to do. Okay, go ahead. The good part. Somebody, some, this is a good part. Somebody has to sponsor you, which means if you're a dick, <laughs> and that member, it can be drummed out of the social oh, club. Just for recommending okay. you? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, so, they try and keep everything on the up and up. So, and see, your neighbor took you know, the big I was, step. I was invited in a few times by, you know, with my friend, who's a full-fledged member, card-carrying, and literally there is a card. Uh, I don't have it on me at the moment, but it's really, it looks like a, a miniature passport. If you were invited in, one, who are they trying to discriminate? I mean, who are they trying to keep out? <laughs> you know, it wow. sounds exactly. Like it's, if, if I can be in, anybody can be in. That's class half full. Okay. Can you tell by the, the membership, you know, who they're trying to keep out? Is it obviously Americans are, I guess, are allowed yeah. unless you told them you're like yeah, Spanish or something. But no, it's kind of a novelty. You know, I'm an American. And that's you're, you're the monkey on the chain. You're, you're the hurdy-gurdy man's monkey there, dude. You see, so, in six, I'd be taking Americans in there. It's in, in, um, just a Canadian. This, uh, there's 3,500 members, Canadian. and I'm the only American. 35? One American and one Canadian. Did you say 3,500? Yeah. It's a little pub. It's a little pub. Yeah, you can't fit them all in at once. But uh. <laughs> So it's really exclusive. <laughs> wow, yeah, yeah. It's right, it's okay. right down to the lowest 3,500 uh, interest. The, initi the initiation night was kind of special because you got an invitation via email saying, uh, be with us in two weeks and... Uh, at seven thirty, and if you if you don't show up, then we we're going to assume that you're no longer interested in becoming wow. a member of the club. That is sweet. Do you yeah. have a secret handshake. I was waiting for that. Well, yeah, so oh, really? yes. I get there. I get there at, at uh, seven fifteen, and there's a ton of people. It's like, like you could, it wasn't even a place to park. It was the place was loaded. Go ahead. And there was twenty of us that were going to be uh, indoctrinated. <laughs> I don't know if that's the word, but go ahead. They were, they were going to be indoctrinated into this thing, initiated, indoctrinated. Go ahead. I call it indoctrination because you're all in there at these tables, and you know you're going to be lined up to pay your dues. But the first first thing that happens is this woman gets on the microphone uh -uh. and reads all the rules and uh, the schedule of what goes on in the social club, oh the fun God. things to do, and guests that are lined up, bands that are coming in, and. Uh, the deal about bringing in kids. You can bring kids in. Oh, oh, wow. oh listen. So they, they don't have any well porn there. <laughs> I mean, no. it, it doesn't sound like it. No, no. Listen, no. Uh, I'm already falling asleep. What, what happened? What was the most exciting <laughs> part of the night? So so I'm waiting for the big uh, the big deal, like, you know, maybe somebody comes out with a sword and yeah. taps Mike. <laughs> You'd be lucky if it's a sword, but go ahead. <laughs> He's choking up He's over He's choking it. up over it. It must have been emotional. Hmm. He's probably afraid to tell us. It's okay. Truth. It's all right. We got to try right. to get it out of him. You're in a safe place. So what happens after after she reads all the rules and stuff? You say, okay, that's about it. So come up to these two tables. We'll take down your name, pay us your annual uh, dues, and off you go. Here's you don't have to bend over, over or anything. <laughs> nope. Nope. I didn't have to get any tattoos. Uh, I thought maybe a. Uh, a branding iron might have been in the fireplace. I didn't yeah, see that. Something? No, huh? So nobody no, bought me around round of beer. Never say so what never. What happens next? I mean, you, you got well, these rules. What happens is that your your alcohol consumption is uh, the price of which is uh, 
very much reduced. Mm-hmm. What? And since you're it's now like the Knights of Columbus, foot, yeah, it, I was going to say Knights of Columbus. It's, it's good. Yeah. It is reduced quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. It's uh, yeah. Or so, a DAV. I can bring hall, a guest something. in. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can bring in two. I can bring two guests in at once. So uh, Sarah and Lisa, my uh-huh. daughter and partner, want to join up. So I can bring them in. They can have a look, see at the how it is, the vibe. You know. Yes. Experience the vibe, and because they're coming in under under my card. Yes. Uh, what they do is my responsibility. Well, see, listen, I was just going to say, they, they go wild. You know what happens yeah. when they go wild. You I've see seen them. them go wild. And they uh, go wild. You know, two chicks gone wild. You've seen the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I would be responsible you, for that behavior. So I have to be, everything's on the up and up. So I have to be on my toes mm-hmm. and make sure that. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, can I give you a little advice? Come, because I know both Sharon and Lisa just say, <laughs> girls, be on your best behavior. Right? They'll rip the place up. <laughs> and they'll throw you out in your ass so quick, but it'd be a fun night, though. You know, it's well, it'd, we, huh? it'd be fun. All right, I'm, I'm going to predict so. in six weeks he's out looking to, you know, sacrifice cats and dogs and stuff, and he has to show up. You know, can you, you can share bring any of those in. rules? You know, the regulations. Yeah, anything really? You know, I'd like to get a wrong. printed copy. Uh, are they hey. secret? Is that secretive? Me. I was going to ask maybe that next, too. Is this like a fight club situation? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, it is. Uh, you know, I, as a guest, I was in there a couple of times when they've had a band in and they have like a, a the pub side. And that's not a pub, but it's a pub side. You know, right. bar, tables. The non-pub. The whole deal. And then yep. there's this uh, function room side. Okay. Ooh. Function room is where, you know, bring your date. You have a, There's a band, live band, there's tables, plenty, hmm. of, plenty of good seating. And that's where you have to take your hat off. The pub they, side, they, you don't have to take your hat off. The they do this, the lap dances there? Do they? Uh, I, do them on the pub side? I'm not aware of that, but <laughs> not yet. It's something. See, I can recommend uh, <laughs> offer uh, entertainment uh, ideas. Yeah, I'm sure they'll get you it's thrown out welcome. too. It is. Well, look, public dogs, it's public Oh, I'd love to welcome. spend the night. Look, yeah. I'm telling you, in, in four to five weeks, he'll come on. He'll tell us all about it. It'll be a completely different story. <laughs> you know how it's like. You know, wife swapping <laughs> and uh, you know bringing in animals and everyone has to wear masks. You'll see. So you can take thing. pictures? Uh, of course. You, I, you can, yes. Like TikTok? That's what it's for. <clears throat> here's, a, here's the funny thing. Okay. <clears throat> Finally, we get to the funny thing. They had a band that was really good. They, they said, oh, yeah, this band is excellent. You want to show up. Go ahead. So I, I show up with my friend. I'm a guest, and it's my second visit there. As a guest, you can only go there three times, and then eventually you have to uh, either be a member or not show up. A lot of rules. Go ahead. So I'm there the second. Yeah. So I'm, so I'm there on his card, and... But there's no seats. If the place was jammed, we're looking around, and my, I'm following the lead of my friend Henry, who know, knows everybody in there. He's looking around. We're looking. We're looking for. A, we see this table for four, but there's only two people there. There's a guy and a gal there. Go ahead. And we walk over, and we see these two chairs it's empty. Uh, do you mind if we? <clears throat> do you mind if we sit there? Go ahead. Bit? Yes, yes. And says, "Sure, have a seat." You know, I'm kind of shocked because I'm not used to doing that in. New England, you know, New Hampshire, Boston area, unless I know the people. Go ahead. We didn't know these people. Yeah, over there, that's them. different. Yes, yes. We sit down, and they, you know, we're, we're trying to sort of be separate from them, but they're in, engaging us in their conversation. Uh, oh, wait a minute. They're on a date. I don't even know if they're husband and wife or whatever. If I know the husband and wife, they go there all the time. <laughs> and uh, they, they were just, I was almost asking her if I want ask her to dance. I mean, that was that close. <laughs> I was talking to them back and forth, blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to, like, leave them alone. Yes, go ahead. Of... Yes. So did you ask her to dance, the wife? 
No, I didn't. Oh. I, I, oh. I came really close. I should have. I came really close. But they're dancing, yes. and I'm taking a video of them. Oh, share with <laughs> us. This is great. Go ahead. I'm taking a video of them. I hope a UFO so comes kick, in here You got to kick point. out of that. Oh, okay. And I said, look, you guys look, you guys look having a great time, and you know, thank you for letting us sit here and everything. They, you know, they let us sit there all night. Hmm. Yeah, listen, well, was, I mean, uh, is there some the closing sitting there? I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. No, it's there, one of the rules. No, there isn't. But it's I'm not used to first off going to somebody's table. Mm -hmm. hmm. You got to get out more often. That's a European thing. I, man. I think I need to. Hey, listen. What is, yeah, that's that's not a here thing. Yeah, you, in you France, maybe talk to people if you're sitting at like a bar. Never. I, I don't. Right. I've never gone yeah. up to. A, yeah, bar, like no. that's not a here thing. Yeah. He has and he hasn't. Listen, while we have about ten minutes to go in this segment, why don't we get to the top ten list? Which actually okay. encapsulates. Can I just interject one thing, Mac, before we, we leave this up? Go ahead. My vision of what uh, Juan Juan was going to go through before I heard this yes. was remember remember uh, Animal House, right? <laughs> the the snooty upscale uh, fraternity. Uh, Kevin Bacon was yes. part of it. Yes. And this, this poor guy was bent over and they were swatting him with this huge paddle. And he'd say, Thank you, sir. May I have, another? have another? Right. Yeah. I'm, sure. I'm, so, I'm so happy. That okay. one one did not go through that. Well, not, really not yet, experience. not yet. Never say never. I, I don't think he's sharing everything. With I don't, us. I don't yeah. understand. Yeah. I, I was yeah. pumped up for something club. like that. Yeah. No, I was we don't ready want to embarrass you. Like but the I cover story, right? I mean, they'll come in next week with like a black eye. Well, yeah, something. Yeah, I fell. I walked into a doorknob. You know, calling sick. Yeah, they always say, you know, download. Put on knobs over there, Raven. Yeah, put on the download and make it seem like it's boring. And really, we come in here and we're who knows we're up to. Hijinks. Let's get to the hijinks. Let's get to the top ten. And tonight it is, as I said, it's encapsulated a lot of subjects we've been talking about already. Top 10 reasons why Juan Juan is jealous of Switch. Top, hang on, his, his, his freaking Switch's lawyer is going already. Top 10 reasons why Juan Juan wishes he was Switch. I, I think I already know, but go, okay, go ahead. Can you read it, please? Can you read the official title there, please, Rick? Uh, top 10 reasons Juan Juan wishes he was switchy top 10 reasons one one wishes he was switchy had to say uh let's start the music and that's a um, <laughs> whoops almost uh start the music please number 10 please. number 10 switch has all new plumbing <laughs> think about it <laughs> that's a bonus that's uh, make you live longer wow he said bonus next please uh number nine for breakfast, which has two eggs, bacon, ham, sausages, pancakes, hash browns, oatmeal, plus biscuits and gravy. For his breakfast, Juan Juan has a stale biscuit and a bowl of gruel. <laughs> and that's the special. Yeah. Come on, yeah. that's the special. Oh, boy. Next, please. Raven. Uh, number eight. Uh, Switch can pull a quarter out of Mothman's ass anytime he wants. Meanwhile, JJ is still baffled by the queen's currency. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I am baffled by it. I know I'm going to spend a fortune sweetening this. They're going to be changing it to the king's currency. Next, please. Oh, that's right. Yep. Uh, number seven. Um, Switch has three cats who love, honor, and yes, even revere him, providing him with hours of joy and com companionship. Juan Juan spends his time feeding a non existent hedgehog named Churchill. <laughs> <laughs> How is he? How is he? Have you seen him lately? Actually, his name is Winston, oh. and then uh, the videos just came in that he appeared for the first time uh, out of hibernation about five days ago, five nights ago. Really? Okay. Because he just wander around at night. Is, Apparently, is, he hibernates in the yard. I is, didn't. You know, I wasn't sure if he hibernated in the garden or somebody else's garden, but 
Winston's I was lawyer. happy to see him uh, wandering around for like six hours. Okay. Uh, if you say so. Every time he appeared near the camera, he was like, boom, there he is. His name is, is Winston. Is he a Sonic Hedgehog? I'm looking and I'm seeing the eyeballs of another hedgehog, and he's got a buddy. Hmm. And we haven't named him yet, but um, we're working on it. Name the hedgehog. Wow. Oh, I got a name. Oh, is it a female hedgehog or a male hedgehog? I can't tell. I haven't, uh, I haven't identified the sex. Well, of you have to go hedgehog. pick them up. The reason up. I know the sex of Winston is because I had a uh, mouse trap. I actually had a rat trap out there. I saw a rat out there, and I went, I don't like rats. And people say, oh, you know, you gotta, you got to kind of live with rats. If you're going to be feeding the birds, you got to live with them. I, instead of trapping the rat, I trapped the poor hedgehog, and he was up there in the, in the trap wow. all night long. In, in Hollywood, so that's called morning, meeting cute. The next morning, I go, what the heck is this? I didn't, I've never seen a hedgehog in my life. This kind of prickly thing all rolled up in a ball. Mm. I let him like roll out. He didn't want to get out. Uh-huh. And I left uh, some peanut butter for him on a piece of cardboard. He, he, he ate it like crazy. And then I find out you're not supposed to give him peanut butter. Mm. Mm. But he That's ate why it. he's sticking strike, around. Strike two. Go ahead. Yeah. Yep. He's like, this sucker and didn't then give me peanut butter. <laughs> I YouTube the thing and I found out he was a male. <laughs> and you know, hedgehogs do all kinds of weird things. Okay. Yes. And I'm glad we didn't try and adopt it as a house pet. Believe it or not, uh, some people have really hedgehogs are. as yeah. pets. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, this how can you, you tell a it's a male? How, yeah. how do you, how tell you us. determine that? Well, you can identify the genitalia, <laughs> but you got to be real careful about Hang it. Hang on. You got to look under <laughs> his tail? Well, listen, keep, with anything. Keep it well hidden. In that case, you have to be real careful. Why don't we, I believe in that. Yeah. Why don't we uh, finish the uh, top ten, please? Raven, what number are you on? Please, two or three or so? <laughs> ten, six. Oh, man, I don't even know. Okay. I think six. six. Yeah, six. Okay. Uh, Switchy's man cave is clean, organized, and neat as a pin. JJ's man cave is stuffed with 72 sticky teddy bears he just can't get rid of. <laughs> Wow. Inside. I wow. can't even donate them. <laughs> yeah, right. Actually, well, next, please. Next is five. Uh, Switch lives in West Virginia, birthplace of the world's most beautiful woman. JJ lives in England, birthplace of Camilla Parker Bowles. 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 Yeah, Camilla. Oh, wow. But I think Lily James lives here someplace. Yeah, somewhere. Boom. Please find her. Uh, this is the top 10 reasons JJ wishes he was Switch. Number four. JJ is a proud member of an ancient British social club. Switch is a proud member of his eighth grade UFO club. Switch, right? Want to get chicks? Yes or no? More like 11th grade, okay. but I shouldn't admit that. Okay. <laughs> no, we got no chicks. Why? No. Why? What happened? But now, yes. working at the Mothman Museum, I get chicks all the time. Do you really? Wow. Well, okay. As far as you know. That's an- <laughs> well, you are a chick man. Know that. <laughs> that's another show. That's a Mac after dark. Please. Number three, uh, Switch has a car. Sure, it's a Ford Fusion that's leaking gas, water, and oil, but it's still a car. You know what, Juan I drive up and down 95, and I see your car everywhere. It's like a Twilight Zone. Yeah. <coughs> I should have bought it. <laughs> Don't buy me. Uh, next, please. Yeah. Number two, when the inevitable coup de... de, de coup de... Coup de... Coup de... When the inevitable... Coup de... Coup de... Coup de... Coup d'état. All right. When the inevitable coup d'état to take over the show happens, which he can just move in, oh, smack, marry Lois, and name himself king. And there's not a thing, Sir Juan Juan McPuddle. That's all I have. The email cuts out there. Do about it. 
That's enough. Bada boom. It. it just that's, ends. That's scary enough. Hey, Switchy, right welcome to the neighborhood. Yeah. Right. So you don't have number one? I don't have number one, okay. and I don't have. I don't, I don't read them beforehand. Okay. Oh, you're it's wonderful. all right. It's fine. Let me Let see me. if I can remember it. Um, was that number two? That was number two. Okay, all I'm right. Go back to the original one you sent me. Okay, go ahead. Must be the same. Number. Okay, okay, I have it. Here we go. There's not, there's not a fucking thing Sir Juan Juan can do about it. Okay. <laughs> and number one, number one reason JJ wishes he was Switch, let's face it, chicks dig the system. Right? Yes. Okay. okay. All right, we'll sweeten that baby up so much you'll gain 500 pounds listening to the show, believe me. Listen, before we take a break, though, I have to say, <clears throat> clear my throat as I do so, that the um, fan response to uh, Raven's Scary Movie Hour is overwhelming. It, but you know, what, you know what it is? People writing in and saying they love the show, but they're suggesting movies to you. Uh, Uncle Al and I were talking about off-air stuff that is like really way, way out there is in his, what you do, right? You're going to do a little bit of you know stuff we know, but also some of the stuff that you and Phil talked about, and I brought it up, Basket Case, out there, yeah. baby. That's the idea is to do things that like are, you know, yeah, we'll throw in some like big names, but then I also want to keep it to like the things that are lesser known and even movies that like I consider to be total crap. I still would like to talk about them because I'll sit and watch a crappy movie. I don't Mm. care. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know that um, I did a little bit of looking into Basket Case and, um, you know, at some point I went to go see uh, Last House on the Left. Remember that? That was like one of the first real slasher movies from years, years, years ago. And man, that was horrible, movie. horrible movie. I mean, it's oh, yeah. an effective movie, but wow, wait, you know? And I yeah. think that kind of kept me away from these things. But I know they're big. I know they're big measures now. And do people laugh when someone's getting their, uh, you know, throat slashed? It depends. I, I watched a movie called Lamageddon, which uh, would definitely be a good uh, topic for Raven Scary Movie Hour. Um, and it's so low budget and campy that like you just mm. really can't help but laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's literally about a llama that tries to take over the world. A llama? So, a llama? It, it comes from outer space. It, a llama from outer space. space, space llama. Well, now you got to see that. Yeah. Obviously, it makes sense now. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so it really just depends because like, you know, like there's like uh, Friday the 13th, for example, is like some of Jason Voorhees' kills are so freaking brutal. Mm. And I mean, he did technically kill the unborn in cool. part three i want to say um but then like you watch it so many times and you're just like oh this is great like it's so cheesy so you gotta laugh at it Mm, okay well i'm gonna watch and laugh raven's scary movie hour uh usually you know following one of these shows but also going to be appearing independently very soon so why don't we do this on that note why don't we take a commercial break now and we'll be right back you're listening to mac mooney's military style show here on the distant thunder radio network the whole gang is here please stay tuned We've all heard of Area 51, the U.S. government's top secret base in the Nevada desert. But have you ever heard of Area 52 or 53 or 54? 54, 54 How about Tonopah Test Range or the Navy's secret base inside the Bermuda Triangle? Find out about them and more in Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Did Richard Nixon show Jackie Gleason a crashed alien spaceship near the swamps of Florida? Is it true that more UFOs are seen over a small Scottish village than anywhere else in the world? And is there a secret place in Russia that some people think is heaven on earth? 
in Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, you'll visit more than a dozen top-secret places around the globe. The haunted forests of New Jersey. A valley in Colorado where shadows come alive and humans can fly without wings. And where's the only secret base in America that's not been visited by UFOs? You've heard Mac talk all about these places on his radio show. Now you can read all about them yourself. That's Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Now on sale at Amazon. Welcome back to Mac Maloney's Mill Tracks Foss Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we have already tonight. It, it, leading, leading, it, hang on. leading us in is the theme from The Exorcist, okay? Mike Ofield. Mike. Okay. Who went, had to be uh, institutionalized because he couldn't handle the fame from that one song. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Go on YouTube and see an interview with him and you'll know what I mean. Anyway, I love that song though. Uh, also with us, girls, uh, the very famous Juan Juan is here. Hello, girls. Hello, everybody. Being a little secretive about this uh, social club he's been initiated into, but we'll get the real story. No, Coco, yeah. somewhere in the uh, Northern Hemisphere, we're not sure, but he'll be joining us soon. Uh, Switch is here, though, girls. Great to be here. Okay. Everything okay? Everything is beyond wonderful. Okay. I gave a shout out to your uh, your rats. I mean, your cats in the top ten. You <laughs> You didn't even say thank you. Nothing. Well, uh, what else would I expect? Okay. I know you're a cat lover, Mac. That's right. Uh, also, our security chief is here, Willie Club, WC. He knows, hey, Mac. He knows better. Hey, folks. Yeah, I got to say that top 10 mm-hmm. tonight was a little better than usual. Really? Yeah. Holy <laughs> cow. Yeah, wow. One and I were in. We will party tonight. That's yes. why, you know, there was something about that. that Blessed. Was very appealing. Blessed. Yeah. Okay, good. That's very edgy. Edgy, yes. too. <laughs> yeah. Well, two things. Okay. Uh, Raven is here uh, drinking terrible beer, but looking really super. If I you're can. wrong about the beer, and you're wrong about my appearance, but I'm very glad to be here. No, 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 no. I think I'm right about both things. Tell you the truth, but we anyway, are all glad that you are here. Everyone's glad. Trust us, right? <laughs> okay. Also with us is uh, Jason Hewlett. He's here with our tax returns. How'd we do this year, Jason? Tell us. Oh wait, wait. Let's give him a round of applause because. <laughs> Thank you. He's, he's up in Canada and he expects that. Glad to have you back, Jason. Hi, Jason. Awesome. Thanks so much I, for having me back. How are you doing? Everything this is okay? a friend of the show, Quentin Tarantino fan. Don't, don't, right? don't. Please, I got enough edits to make already. Whoop, whoop. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> the best news is he's retiring. Let's just leave it at that. So, what's, 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 what's new with you, Jason? Anything? Cool. You're in British Columbia, right? Yeah, just yeah. just plugging actually plugging away on another book, Mac. Remember the last time I was on, I'd written one, and you asked me if I was doing any more. And yes. yeah, I am writing a book on Ogopogo. Well, huh. Oh, cool. Here in Lake yeah. Hang on. Um, and we'll be joining an expedition, documentary expedition. One of the Small Town Monsters productions is going to be up here doing something. Oh, excellent. Oh, no, uh, right, explain lovely. explain yeah. what Ogopogo is, please. Well, it's I'm actually it's, uh, in on one hand. Seth's productions, uh, The Mothman Legacy. I'm one of the talking heads in the uh, sequel to The Mothman at Point Pleasant. And as you know, Seth does a great production. 
Mm-hmm. He does. That's where I recognized you from uh, when we oh. were on the last oh, time. Yeah, okay. um, switchy. Yeah, I don't know if that's all public knowledge yet, but you know, Eli Watson's doing a, a show called Mysteries and Monsters, and he's going to be up here doing a piece on Ogopogo, which is a mm-hmm. it's our Loch Ness monster up here in, in Canada. Okay, right. Uh, and it goes back dates back hundreds of years to the indigenous people, which view it as sort of a, a water spirit. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's been turned into this tourist attraction, mm-hmm. friendly looking lake monster. But also, pretty much every cryptozoologist views it as like a prehistoric monster kind of thing. That's like a really Cliff Notes version of it. But what, what so proof? So we're going to do a story and find out. And any proof? Uh, what what proof? Any proof? Any any film, a video, or plenty of of um, video, of course, over the last you know 50, 60 years. Most recently, there's a picture that was taken last fall that surfaced and kind of made the rounds worldwide, where a couple was out on their boat and they took a picture of it underwater, mm. and it, people were saying it looked like a maybe a log or like a like a dog underwater. Dog. Um, but that's the most recent photograph of it. So. Right, right. I, I have to tell you something, and, and I don't want to be this guy at the party, but for at one point when I had to really finish a book, I had to take it was, just, it was like a like a bad movie. I had to take a cabin on this lake out in the middle of nowhere, and. And and people would go would use their motorboats. It's right next to a boat launch, and they would launch that boat and take off. and And the waves would be there twenty minutes later. You know what I mean? And they'd look huge. They look, and they you know what I mean? It looks like something big is just shoom, going that way, but it wasn't like that. So so it's it's hard to it's hard to distinguish. You know what's really going on. And and but I would love, believe me, I would love Okapogo to be real. I would love. Loch Ness to be real, and there's one up in Lake Champlain. Champies turned into a tourist yeah. place. Same thing. Yep. Imagine if they found one and it was real. And I mean, they've they've they found extinct fish in the Pacific that they thought were gone 35 million years ago. So it could happen. But hmm. so when is all when's all I, that going to happen for you? you we're we're going to be doing this in May. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be heading out sometime early in May, and it kind of coincides with the book. So part of the expedition I'll feature in, in the book itself on Ogopogo. So they kind of came together at the same time, which has been, which has been pretty cool. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see. I'm like you, I'd love for it to be real. Like I love all this stuff. Yes. Um, I think lake monsters are kind of the least likely maybe given it's a limited body of water, but who knows? Like, mm-hmm. like you say, anything is possible and hopefully it is. So this is you know, what, in one lake. Yeah. What lake is Pardon it? Me? Lake Okanagan. So it's it's a very it's like Loch Ness. It's a very long, narrow, deep lake, almost on the same latitudinal. If you look at it geographically, mm-hmm. similar water. You know, very murky, lots mm-hmm. of fish, different various salmon, very deep. So and it's like Loch Ness. The stories go back, you know, hundreds of years. Right. Yeah. About this to the original people before settlers even came. So there's there's one thing about it, you know when you bring it back to how it it uh, went into the lore of um, you know the American Indian or indigenous people. Um, is that with the same thing with Bigfoot up there, and we talked about this before last time you were on, is that you know uh, back there, the, the tribes, there were like 200 tribes or something in the American Northwest. And they had their own languages and so on, but they also had their own kind of um, word for a big hairy monster, you know? And also we talked about, too, is like the Indians didn't make, if I can use the word, it, they, didn't, they didn't make up stuff like dinosaurs and stuff. They took natural things and made them huge, like a huge flying house, huge wolves and stuff. So for them to have a word in there for a big hairy ape, it's something they saw. You know what I mean? It's something that they and, – and like out of the 210 tribes, like 198 of them had you know, this word for big hairy ape. So were they all fooling? You know, they're not. They saw something. No, there's something to that. They, they call it a, a Bigfoot, of course, is in BC as well, and they call it Sunatum. And and for the uh, the native people, it was at a time it would watch over their their young. It was like a you know, watch of the young, but then it would start eating the kids. Oh so well, the, well, the, hang the, on. The natives were like, "No, get out of here." It's a bad babysitter. Or Sunatum was like, "Sure, but I'll keep an eye on you," kind of thing. And it kind of you know, so it's something you don't trifle with at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. Huh. 
So, Jason, do you know, I don't know if you're familiar with the TV show there with, the, it was a Jeremy Wade. He goes all around the world looking mm. for... Uh, River Monsters. Yes, River yeah, Monsters, he, yes, travel yes, yes. To places like that. I don't know if he, has he ever been, you know, advised of that place? Because it's, uh, he does a great job. He really is very thorough. I, yeah, no, I've seen some of the episodes. I don't think he's done anything on... On Ogopogo, I know Monster Quest. I watched one last night back in two thousand and eight. Did an episode on on Ogopogo, which I thought was was kind of cool. Yeah, but Wade, um, but it'd be neat you know, to Wade see goes anywhere, and that sounds just like like up his alley. That type of uh, you know uh, whatever it is out there on the. Mm-hmm. the lake. Can I can I just uh, interject something about him? What's his name? River Monsters. What's that guy's name? Jeremy Wade. Okay, all right. Now I watched that like diligently for probably two years. Okay, couldn't wait for the new season to come out. But but when he you know said that there was a fish the size of you know like fifteen feet long in a lake in Germany and he's you know and he catches them at the end and stuff really I mean are there really monstrous fish in lakes in Germany or is he you know what I mean patting the Do you resume? think they bought that at the pet store and put it in the lake for him to catch? <laughs> <laughs> if you have a twenty foot fish, yeah, at the pet store. But no, but I, I thought I bring he, him out there. And maybe he'll do the same thing. He'll put you guys on the map. But I'll tell you, he he Bogo, Bogo, yeah. he would. He, it was a, the way he did it was a fascinating fascinating show. You know what I mean? It really sucked you in, and and you thought you were learning something. But I, I think that we would know by now if there were like twenty foot monsters fish in German lakes and rivers. You know, wouldn't we have found? Wouldn't we have? Well, no? you're a real potty. Okay, I'm sorry. Person. Okay, all right. <laughs> sorry, Jason. He, he's he's our resident debunker. We have to debunk everything. Wow. Thank you. This is set, says the bunker. Anyway. <laughs> So, so you're going to do this uh, TV show, and how long did it take you to write the book? You've been you were here about four or five months ago. Yeah, this I'm just start like I've just started doing the research and the interviews for for this Ogopogo book. And what's interesting, I think, because it's the the like tourism Kelowna, which that's the major city on Lake Okanagan, okay. kind of took took over this whole Ogopogo mythology. There's a lot of there's kind of this tension between them and the First Nations, so it's been hard to get people to talk about it. Oh, uh-huh. which I found really interesting. So I mean, it's starting to really come together now. Uh-huh. Um, so once this expedition's done or filming this episode, I'll probably really start writing it in earnest. So hopefully it'll be out by fall, depending how quickly I can kind of okay. get it written. But it's been a, out of all the books I've written, like I wrote three in two and a half, three years. Wow, this is taking the longest. Really? Um, yeah. So in the, the fall, kind of nice. I you know what that means? But, there goes your summer there, though. Right. <laughs> yeah, there it goes. We'll be spent writing this book. I think. All of a sudden, right. So anyway, wow, that sounds interesting. How many words? It, I've, they're usually about forty, fifty thousand. Okay, I think. that's okay. That's, that's reasonable. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good for you. Wow. And do you have photos? Do you have to buy the photos, or how does that work? I'll probably be taking as many as I can. Yeah, take your own. And we kid. Lake itself, and then any of the, of the people that I've interviewed. Like, I'd like to get the actual picture that was taken last October. I'm sure they'll they'll be pretty forthcoming with that and put mm-hmm. that in in the book. And then anything else we can get. There's. Different people have ownership of the various material already, yeah. so it's yeah. what we can kind of get from them as well, right? So yeah, I'm yeah. hoping everything kind of comes together smoothly, but better than it's come along so far. Anyways. Well, you know, I'm sure it'll be smooth as silk from now from now on. There's never, it's never, it's always bumpy. It's always bumpy. Always bumpy. Yeah, so everything is bumpy. You know that famous uh, photograph <laughs> of? Go ahead. We talk about pictures and photos. Have people taken photos of the alleged actual Ogopogo? There's been a couple. Yeah. But like many, they are grainy and <laughs> taken yeah. from a great distance. Yeah, no, right? Why is it always grainy? That's what I mean. Why don't they? But here's my idea, okay? And we should copyright this. But look, so it's a freshwater lake, okay? And you say it, it's kind of long and narrow like Loch Ness or whatever. And it's deep? Deep then? Deep, yeah, very okay. deep. Okay. And there's a lot of fish there, 
right? See, what, what people always say is, well, if, it, if it's enclosed, there's no way that that kind of a creature made it in from the sea unless it's been there for millions of years. You know, that's what Loch Ness is. It does go to the sea, but it trickles down to a little stream, and then it makes it to the sea. Anyway, so it's a freshwater lake. How about get some freshwater dolphins? Okay, put them in the lake and just say, you know, go find something big and strange. You know what I mean? I mean, so I'll put a camera on them and, and, and give them, show them pictures of what you think it is, uh, one of those, uh, you know, and say, just go find this and see if they can find them. Yes, no. Dress them up a little bit. Maybe well, put an no. extra fin on there or something. Yeah. Well, Maybe we should get laser beams and attach them to their heads, too. Wow. Well, huh? Okay. That. Well, see that idea. Hang on. Thank you. Thank you very much. I have to look online. Is it Ogopogo? I think it's a great idea. Yeah, put some piranhas There's out a there. Yeah, that's right. You'll find out real quick. Take, take one of those Navy dolphins, put a bomb on its head, and, say, and send it down. And when it gets there, bangs into them. Yeah. <laughs> Just well, like the Navy the did. Well, the proof, right? On, on, <laughs> on a coast guy. <laughs> yes. I think this is the bad idea think tank. It <laughs> is. It really is. It and is. then, you know, once we have this, the, the blown up corpse of Ogopogo, no, we'll on. make some excellent fish and chips. Oh, <laughs> I, uh, wow. Are you sure Ogopogo hasn't been copyrighted as becoming part of like a cartoon character series or something yeah, like that's, that. Yeah, that'd be cool. You, you know need what, to. actually? It, the name was copied, had a copyright attached to it. The Vernon, which is a smaller community on the lake, actually had ownership of it until mm. like the last year and a half when they actually gave the copyrights back to the First Nations. Really? Oh, well, that's, that's, that's crazy. crazy. That's usually a long <laughs> fight, too. Oh, wow. I, I, I have a question for Jason. Uh, Jason, have you uh, ever run into the writings or the research of a man named F.W. Holliday, Ted Holliday? He was uh, investigating Loch Ness for years. And he, uh, he wrote a book called The Great Orm of Loch Ness. Originally, he thought Nessie might have been, he didn't agree with the plesiosaur idea. He thought maybe it was sort of an oversized mollusk of some, some nature. Uh, but in later on, he recognized a lot of high strangeness aspects around Loch Ness. I mean, everything from strange lights and, and so forth, and people not seeing exactly the same kind of creature. Some saw something more like an like a crocodile with, with uh, I think it was... Uh, uh, horns on it or something like that and even an oversized frog but he began to believe that that nessie might have been something more like a a a temporal or psychic manifestation for lack of better terms and anyway his uh he wrote a, a book called the dragon and the disc and then a follow-up called the uh goblin universe and he kind of went the path of somebody like a john keel or jacques Vallée. but anyway very fascinating stuff and uh one one other side note uh jim mars talked about the uh uh, the remote viewing people, the military remote viewers, they would sometimes look at stuff like this as kind of a, a kind of a lark. You know, they were actually looking for real intelligence. Mm -hmm. But when they looked at Nessie, they were getting kind of this uh, almost like a plesiosaur type creature with a long neck. But when they tried to find out where it came from, it disappeared. They couldn't find its origin. So I just wonder if there's any any possibility that some of these lake monsters and, and so many of these lakes across the uh, the world have their own monster so to speak i just wonder if there's something a little stranger than uh, in some cases a physical uh, animal that remains undetected well i agree completely and, and during the research i've done especially amongst the indigenous people this isn't a flesh and blood creature like they call it the spirit of the lake so it literally lives in the lake mm -hmm. and will only occasionally make itself visible in a physical form but it's not a physical creature it's a very much a supernatural being and when you go on the water you pay it respect with like tobacco or, or smudging or even a little bit of meat to guarantee safe passage. And if you don't, there's always the theory that the, that the lake will then become tumultuous and it won't be, you know, if you show respect, you get safe travel. If you don't, if you it don't, can become yeah. an unsafe journey, which is kind of where the, the ferocious beast concept comes from. But they say if you want to catch Ogopogo or Nahitik, which they call it, 
just put a glass in the a glass in the water and bring out a cup of water and you've got it. It's, it's, it is the lake itself. Wow. Well, that's interesting. Oh, Very I interesting love perspective. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I highly recommend you have uh, the spirit. Yeah. yeah I highly like recommend F.W. Holiday. He died many years ago, but uh, a fascinating researcher who changed his views as time went on and as more information came through. Hmm. Wow. Cool. Colin Wilson was a great, uh, uh, the great British researcher, Colin Wilson, was a great uh, promoter of him. Never, never got to meet him. But his last book, The Goblin Universe, uh, he saw that it was published after his death and made sure his widow got the uh, uh, revenues. Hmm. So fascinating. It, it would go be very interesting from your uh, perspective and your line of research, I think. Absolutely. I love Colin Wilson's stuff. His book, The Occult, is a great, great read. Yes. Hmm. Wow. And, and is Ogo Pogo, well. uh, it, it, excuse me, is Ogo Pogo oh, yes. a bad creature or a good creature? I was going to say, is it good luck, bad luck? What What does it bring if you see it? If, you know what I mean? What yeah. does it bring with it? What's it bring to the party? It's sort of, it's, it's not, it's generally a pretty like agreeable being, you know, for lack of a better word. Like yep. I say, if you, especially indigenous people, if you show respect to anything, you're fine. Right. It's when you don't, that there's a problem. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, and when you see it, it typically doesn't seem to bring any kind of bad luck. People consider it like they consider it very lucky if you do see it because it's actually sort of shown itself in some sort of physical reality. Wow. That's cool. Um, and which is enjoy it. Like you're not going to actually yeah, right. touch it. it, it right. Yeah. I love that. So in first nation, what's that? Is that the combined tribes up in that part of the world? Up here in Canada, we just call them instead of like you know America, you know Native Americans, yeah, we sure. call them like First Nations or Indigenous people. Oh, it's just I a see. terminology, right? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, they, yeah. that they've gone with, and it changes from time to time with political correctness and how that goes. I hear you. Okay, all right. Let's be politically right. correct and uh, take like a uh, commercial break. Wait for the movie to come out, Jason. Thank you. Yeah, I'll let I'll let y'all know when when it's done and the episode comes out. How much? How long yeah. do you think you're going to be filming? What What do they give you a? Are they putting you on film? Yeah, I'm going to be helping out with the whole the, this whole production. It'll be myself and Eli primarily, and then I'll do some interviews for it. So we'll we'll see. I guess you get depends how much time they've got in total, but it'll probably a few days, probably two to three days, depending okay. on how everything kind of comes together. But you're going to be on camera, right? Is that the angle? Yep. Yeah. Huh? Well, that's huh. awesome. So now when I'm watching it, I could be like, I know him because I love pointing out people that are <laughs> wow. on the show when I'm watching things. Wow, I'm Jason. like, I know that person. They're really cool. They, uh, we know we talk. They're awesome. <laughs> Do my text. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay, I'll buy the book, autograph it for me. Okay, I will do that one. One absolutely. When you won't read it. Buy yep. it. I'm gonna buy it, send it to you, autograph it, and then send it back to me. I mean, this creature is something that, that we could all wrap our arms around, don't you think? Sure. Yeah, if you, you know, look on it, think it's of the spinoffs, think of the, the, the cuddly dolls and everything. You know all that yeah. stuff. Cuddly dolls. It's a game. Mm -hmm. Good name. Well, the name is like it's so pure too. Like Ogopogo. It sounds like it reminds me of like Oshkosh Bagosh, and you just want to like. Give it a hug and squeeze it. You know, it's, it's marketing, I would say. that's, that's my middle name. name. It is a Disney name. Yeah, I'm surprised <laughs> Disney doesn't As have rights to it. Good name for a band. Hey, listen, but yeah, like, be confused with the Cuddly Cuddly Bish. Hey, switch, switch. Before we go to the commercial break, what's the name? We should get do a show on this. Who, who's the guy in uh, England who was uh, with Pogo around? Lots of people saw him in the uh, late 1880s. Uh, Spring Hill Jack. Oh, Spring Hill yeah. Jack. We should do a whole show on him. You know, that was a guy. Are you familiar with him, Jason? Have you ever heard of him? I've heard it, yeah. That, 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 like hundreds of people saw this guy, like doing this like incredible jumping around, jumping around like uh, going to Tom DeFeats in the you, air. You and know, it. Mac, uh, Andy Mercer, my uh, co-host on The High Strangeness Factor, he talked to a lady not too many years ago where she saw something that would have resembled Spring Hill Jack mm -hmm. in the, in, I think in the London area, not, uh, again, not back in 1877 or, or whenever they started seeing this guy. Right. Yeah. He, had, he had some some similarities to uh, the Mothman a little bit. Really? They have wings? No, he, he, this this guy. So this. So at one point, 
they had like the entire London police force out after this guy, right? And they ran husses and stuff. I mean, this is like the army. And he would see them and, ta- and taunt them. And then, you know, in front of hundreds of witnesses, like just pogo his way over like walls that are like, you know, 50 feet high and stuff. And, and he would come to the door of, of women that had very similar names sometimes. Uh-huh. And also there was a similarity with the, remember the mad gasser of Mattoon, Illinois? Sure do. Back uh, several decades ago. Go ahead. He sprayed a noxious gas as as like uh, Spring Hill Jack did. Uh, okay. It's interesting, these these possible patterns keep showing up yeah, yeah. over the decades. Yeah, just crazy. So Spring Hill Jack. So why don't we do this? Why don't we take the commercial break now? And uh, we'll be right back after this. Jason, you want to hang around with us? So. Yeah, I can hang yeah, out they, for a little bit longer. That'd yeah, okay. All right, good. All right. All right uh, cool. Why don't we do that? And why don't we take the commercial break now? And you'll be. Why don't we take the commercial break now? And we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Show Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned. Do you know where the world's most secret bases are located? Do you know what spooky action at a distance means? Is there a conspiracy by aliens to prevent us from conquering space? And where is the best place in the United States to see a real UFO? Find the answers to all these questions and more in Mac Maloney's new book, Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe. Visit places you never knew existed, the Phantom Tunnels of Tokyo, the UFO Trail in South America, Ong's Hat, and the very mysterious M-Triangle. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe contains hundreds of reports on ghosts, haunted planes and ships, weird celebrity deaths, mysterious sounds, and a breakdown of every monster in America, state by state. You've heard him talk about it on the radio. Now, get all of Mac's paranormal research in one large volume. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe, with the forward by the very famous One One. On sale now in your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Macaroni. What a show we have for you tonight. Girls, Ray Fam's Juan Juan is here. Hello, girls. Hello, everybody. Hello, Mac. Glad to be here. Actually, glad to be anywhere. Good for you. Any any yeah. new word on uh, the Beatles and the Stones coming out with the album? You'd hear about it before we were. Uh, no, but okay. I don't, you know, McCartney's always working on something. Thanks for that. Yeah, Stones, so, the so Stones he's... are working on something. Right. Yes. McCartney's probably... Jimmy? Yeah, yeah, why Jeff? Hey, listen, Stones are very exactly. good. McCartney's they got to be working on something all the time. That's what they do. Also, no Coco tonight. Um, but uh, Switchblade Steve Ward, our national correspondent, is here. Switch. Great to be here, Mac. We have to get back to you for you know what in a second. But I also want to introduce the uh, uh, <laughs> El Renanda UFO mechanic is in the studio with us. Good evening, Mac. Good evening, everyone. And he's the getaway driver. Uh, Willie Club, our security chief, is here, keeping an eye on us. I sure am, and tonight, you know, we got to watch a little closely some of the things going on here. But uh, it's a good show; it's keeping me awake. <laughs> good, that's all we want. <laughs> yeah. Jason Hewitt up there in uh, the Pacific Northwest, joining us for whatever Good reason. Afternoon or evening, wherever you're at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in nighttime. 
It's uh, tomorrow where I'm at. I'm, I'm in the UK. He's in the UK. So we're time traveling all over the place. Suffering. That's right. It's late afternoon here. So there we go. Also, where it's always bright sunshine is Raven up there in Sideways New York. He's with us, Raven. Oh, my God. Hi. Thanks for having me. If you could do us all a favor and take a screenshot sometime of you tonight. Absolutely. I mean, of the entire show, of course. Absolutely. Okay. Take about 30 of them as it turns. Thank you. 30 of them. Also yes. joining us. Is the ghostly, what is it? The ghostly couple, Mr. and Mrs. Ghostly, ghostly talk. Ghostly talk. talk. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> Amber Rose and Scott. Couple as well, but the, the happily married talk. couple. Uh, yeah, the show's called Ghostly Talk. <laughs> okay. Right. There's a tool. Okay. And, and, and introduce yourselves to the audience. Uh, I'm Scott L. Uh, and my, my partner in crime over here. Hello. I'm Amber Rose Hammond. Mm-hmm. Now thank you, you so much for joining us, guys. Thank, thank you yeah, thank for you. having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Okay, I think you know the whole gang. So listen, are you married or is it just romance? Oh, we're <laughs> <laughs> we, we're married and we're married. Steve Ward was actually at our wedding party. Yes, really? Did he crash it, Jimmy? No, he was no, no, I was I was invited. No, no was, Steve actually brought the best present. of it. We told everybody, don't bring presents. Just bring booze, yeah, food, bring yourself. That's it. We, we don't need anything. Reverse psychology. Just bring, bring everything. No. As many presents as you can. No. But what does Steve uh, bring? They are married. He brings the best wedding present anybody can bring. Tell and us. that is snacks. Oh, he brings, oh yes. he brings crackers. <laughs> yeah. He brings bread. He brought Winchuler's cheese, which is a Michigan thing. Yeah, it's yes. the best. It was the best wedding present <laughs> Good ever. Good choice there, Switch. Was that in the I, register? I used to live just a couple blocks away from Schuler's restaurant in Marshall. Listen. And Ooh, I thought, well, this would be so great. Good. So. Oh yeah, it's yeah. good, good stuff. I, I I miss it. I could just walk down there and get the good stuff. So Listen. I thought, what what a better wedding present, right? Oh yeah, I wish someone bought cheese for me and Mr. Raven for our wedding. I would have <laughs> ate that in a day. Well, if you renew your vows, I'll see what I can do. All right, wow. you're the only person that's gonna be invited. <laughs> yep. Wow. Okay. All right. Listen. Thanks now for coming to our wedding party, Steve. Thanks. Hey, it was my pleasure. It was a good time. <laughs> Did he get drunk you. and make an asshole of himself, or was he okay? <laughs> no, that was no. my job. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyway, no, let's maintained uh, an, an even string. I think oh, I was wasted. Say. Are you kidding me? Now that we're talking about uh, Switch. The best part was we had a brand new kitten, too. So oh, I was yeah. trying to you oh. know, manage the, the guests and have fun because, of course, everybody showed up. The whole house, the whole backyard was filled with people. Yes. And in the, at the same time, I'm having to shuffle back and forth to my office where we had our little kitten there because everyone wanted to see our baby kitten. So it was, it was a pretty active night. We don't talk about cats on this show. Someone should have sent you an email. Yeah, yeah. Someone got to log off things. That's all we talk about. Oh, wow. Okay. True. All right. All right. Okay. Tell us where the book is. <laughs> well, listen. <laughs> so, so now you've had this uh, podcast like 2002, and I, I can't believe anyone in 2002 knew what podcasts were. You know, that's pretty early, right? Well, it wasn't. At, back then, we didn't call it a podcast. Okay. Um, when the original host, it was me and our dear friend, Doug, who's still a part of the show in spirit, but he just has a different path in life right now. Okay. Um, but back then, and this was late 2001, actually, the idea that, that Doug had originally was, you know, I got, he's like, I got this thing I want to do. Like we do all this cool stuff. And at the time we were very active out in the field, you know, going to places and investigating and whatnot. He's like, I want to do like a radio show, but not like on the radio, like not on terrestrial radio, like on the internet. He's like, like internet radio. Uh, so there wasn't even the idea of the, the word podcasting didn't exist back then. It was just yes. internet radio with it. We basically hosted from Doug's basement on a little server we built out and more or less it built a little studio just in that little basement, cool. uh, just from just equipment, a few things we bought. Um, 
and just spare parts and stuff just right. to kind of get things up and running. And that's how we ran it for a long time. But there was there at that back then there, yeah, there was no podcasting. It was just, it was internet radio at the time. So you've been doing this for 20 years now looking for ghosts. Is that, is that, is that, uh, describe what you do looking for ghosts or people come to you and say some, there's a ghost at my house or educators. Well, you know, my uh, Amber's a lot more active in the in the actual field than I am personally now. Okay. Uh, my main thing I do is I like to I still like to do this this podcast because we're a podcast now. You know, I'd like to point out too that we did uh, up we did the show from like 2002 to 2009. Yeah. 2009. Yep. We did take a couple of years off. Mm -hmm. Life gets in the way sometimes, and this is a hobby for us. It's always just been a been right. a hobby for us. We've always done ghostly talk for free. There's been a, it's always been a no string open source type show where you can just come and download it. You don't need to register an account. You yep. don't need to join a Patreon. Yep. It's always been just something for people to come and enjoy. So we did take some time from that. So it hasn't been a solid 20 years. Let's say I want to be right. very clear on that. But but in um, that but in that time, what is what what you know what keeps you guys up at night? You know what I mean? What's like the scariest thing you've seen or heard about or whatever? I know on the show, the sh our, we, our topics have been everything, any topic that yeah. explores the supernatural. And of course, um, we would do a lot of conferences back when paranormal conferences be started to become a popular thing around 2004, 2005. Mm -hmm. They started appearing all around the country. And then these big public haunts, a lot of historical locations realized, ooh, we got ghost stories and people have experiences and yeah. we can start bringing people through here, charging 20 bucks and yes. raise some money Tarps. for a good cause. A lot of yeah. it was for a good yeah, cause. Yeah, at the time it was. Preser well. Preserving, yeah. helping preserve a historical location mm -hmm. uh, in a fun and unique way. So we did get opportunities to go to a lot of these big places such as like Waverly Hills, yeah. Yeah. Moundsfield Penitentiary, oh, yeah. um, um, all these, all these big things. Right. But honestly, I think, one of the spookier things that we encountered, and I wouldn't say this was absolutely terrifying, but because both me and Scott saw it, yes. we, our friend runs the Cape Cod Paranormal Tours. <laughs> okay. And so we go to this great New England, anybody that's been to a New England graveyard at night with that's the trippy. old- oh, yeah. We used to go drinking them. Come with the death head skulls in them. Yes. And we're out there, of course, and it's a full moon. It's perfect. It's clear skies. And the reason we're there is because Derek said that, hey, there's these little blue orbs of light that are seen floating through the tombstones and the nearby woods sometimes. I've got to bring you guys out there. So like any good ghost hunter, you set up all your equipment. you got cameras everywhere. Everyone's got their tech gadgets on them, taking pictures. Nothing happens. Absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. So then we pack up, put our stuff away. Everyone's just sitting around talking when all of a sudden we see these little blue orbs of light just slowly drifting through the cemetery. And what was great was there was we were split into two groups there was one group on one end and another group on the other and they saw it from their perspective we saw it from our perspective they all came running towards us and mm -hmm. while it wasn't terrifying it was one of the most anomalous things i've seen because it's not like we were in a swamp mm -hmm. i can't you can't use the good old swamp gas like excuse yeah um yeah. it was like true was willow, like a, saw well, that you can't explain and like when you in folklore and legend when you hear things like the willow the wisp Yes. The little, you know, spook lights and ghost lights that people reported for hundreds and hundreds of years. Yes. It's like that's what we were witnessing in that old cemetery that night. And it was just a really cool, neat moment. And it was even better because it was experienced by multiple people. It's not just you looking at someone going, I'm not crazy. Let me tell you what happened. And it's just your word against, you know, so do you think, yeah. you know, it was multiple people. So that was that was a really fun experience that I know we did. Uh, and that was a, a good old ghostly talk trip that we made. We went to Detroit to Cape Cod in a weekend. Wait, what? What? Yeah, it was a hard drive. Yeah, I'll bet. Oh my god! Well, wait, back, in those, back in those days, though, I mean, like 2004 to like 2008, nine. Yeah. 
we were we were doing conferences almost every weekend. So it seemed like, you know, come Thursday or Friday, we were on the road going down to Kentucky or Arkansas, you know, Arkansas, wherever we were going. Chicago. So huh? we would we would bang these trips out in a weekend. And yeah, we come back just smoking, going back to work on smoking cigarettes. Like, <laughs> Full you know, of just, money. Just smoking from the road and back to work on Monday. So it would be really weird. Like on a Sunday, I'd be in Kentucky. And then Monday morning, I'd be at my job in Michigan. I used to just think about that a lot. The best part of all for all of us was they would record the the, the speakers there. Yeah. And they yeah. would put them up on oh, Ghostly Talk idea. so people that couldn't attend there could hear all the talks. And I, I got to ask, Scott, is your, are your old archives still up as well as your new ones? Yeah. Uh, those okay. will never go away. Well, I have to say. Hey, oh, that's awesome. I, What's I the have address? to say Sunday nights. Sunday evenings were a blast because for three hours we got ghostly talk live and they'd have an opening hour where they'd uh, talk about the, uh, the event they had been to. And uh, some Scott, sometimes Scott would uh, reveal things about his road rage going back and forth across the <laughs> state wow. to see Amber. Uh, I, I know I'm telling <laughs> the tales out of school, but it was always very entertaining. And yeah. not only that, you guys got the top names at the time from TV shows and, and so forth. That, uh, give us an idea of some of the people you got to talk to uh, over that period of time. Well, George Lutz was George a big Lutz one. was a, that was a real trip. That, well, that was, yeah, I'm glad you brought that one up because that was when that the movie came out. It was that Amityville. 2000, it was 2006. I forgot what year. I think it was 2006 with Ryan Reynolds. I think that yeah, it was one. the one with Ryan Reynolds. Um, we spoke to him that weekend that came out, which was very surreal. We just happened to know the right person that knew him, yes. and we were able to speak to him. And of course, he wasn't very happy about that movie, <laughs> as you expect. Um, you know, we had people from all walks of life, as far as even you know, weird stuff and not weird stuff. I mean. Uh, to go a little off the beaten path. I mean, we had Dee Snyder from Twisted Sister on. I don't yes, know how the hell yeah, they got yeah. him on the show. Uh, <laughs> but for a nerd like me, who's a, you know, a metal nerd like I am, I mean, getting to talk to one of my all-time heroes mm -hmm. through my goofy little paranormal show that I had was was a real high point for me, too. So, you know, we, we danced on both sides. I mean, uh, some of my favorite people were honestly maybe not even the most famous people. I mean, <laughs> I see your cat walking through the frame. Steve, that's Get awesome. that cat out. <laughs> Get him. So, it happens. So, it's Keel, by the way. <laughs> but some, yeah, some of my favorite people were not even like you know, like I would, I guess we'd consider the celebrity types, the stuff like that. Yes. You know, the people like the Mark Macy's and people we had on there, and there's a lot of debate about ITC these days. But talking about instrumental transcommunication was one of mm -hmm. my high points, at least for myself. I know it was for Doug too back in those days. Yes. Uh, talking about really, really interesting subjects. That's what really brought me back every week was just like the, the idea of talking about really interesting, strange stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and also guests like Robert Shock that had nothing to do Robert, with ghosts. Robert Shock was completely mind-blowing. And people were not mind. super familiar with him yeah. at the time um, with his whole idea of redating the, the Age of the Sphinx based on the stone it's made out of. Yeah, wow. completely. I mean, he's, he's a legend now. Yeah. But back then, he was getting tossed out of Egypt. I mean, people didn't want him there. Because hey, well, he, he was threatening the, the status quo. Have well, you ever been there? Hey, Raven, you, you must had, have a question. Ghost Hunter people on oh, as sorry. well. I mean, when the, when the TV show was at the top. Yeah, there was yeah. like your typical, like Grant and Jason, which a lot of yeah. long time listeners and are they're fantastic guys. I mean, I know yeah. I take a lot of a lot of a lot of shade now, uh, but they were a, a quick story. Actually, one of the funny things that happened to us back in the day when we originally our original site we had built for Ghostly Talk was on GeoCities. <laughs> I think anybody any we're all citizens of the Internet here. So we know what GeoCities is. Uh, we built our original site on that to just kind of get things going. It was free. And one day Doug called me and said, Hey man, our site totally crashed. Like it, I'm like, well, what's going on? He's like, well, it's not because of anything. It's because our traffic just shot 
through the roof for some reason. I don't know what's going on. So we, we did some, we looked at some logs and some backtracing and found out that a website called the Atlantic Paranormal Society linked us to their front page. And this was like in 2003. I think this is, this is like right, this is about maybe a while before the show started, I think. I'm not quite sure. I think sure. the show was already going strong no, by then. I, I don't remember exactly, but um, we actually emailed Jason. We found Jason Hawes' email on the website and said, hey, thanks for killing our website, dude. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, but they were, but they just, that was just some random, they're like, hey, we found this cool show. These two guys from Michigan just sit in their basement and talk about weird stuff and talk I, about their adventures. Here, check them out. And they just massacred our site for a while. And I don't even remember what the show was about. I'd have to go back and listen. But in our archives, there is a, a baby Zach Baggins for those who like ghost adventures. He was on the show very one nice. episode yeah, very nice. because he was in Michigan at some point. Yeah, he was super cool. And so yeah. long before his ghost adventures fame, you can find a little lonely archive on our website of us right. talking to him. Like before, like he owned like a museum. Exactly. And, well, yeah. It was, okay. it was before it was before the whole Parabro thing that he's got going now. I mean, I, I mean, he was just, I can't, I don't, I remember talking to him. I remember just having a nice conversation. We thought I enjoyed speaking with him. I, I don't know how it'd be now. Um, I'm sure. I was going to say, I'm like, now. Ooh, now. Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, his t-shirts are too tight. You know, I'm, I'm a fat kid, so I don't wear tight t-shirts. I wear loose t-shirts, you know. So mine are pretty know. tight these days, but for a different reason. Wow. Anyway, Switch uh, it. I, I do I also have to add here that in the more recent incarnation of Ghostly Talk, I have been a guest a couple of times and I have even been a live guest in the haunted basement of their ah. more re most recent dwelling. Wow. So, I'm not bragging. I'm just, you know, explaining <laughs> what happened. No, it was great having you over. We'll do it again. That's where I thought That's they were gonna good. bring you on one more for his initiation. Hey, listen, I just want to, I have a question now that I have like two of you here, or three of you. So, so Jason, so you're going to, you're, you're, are you producing this thing that we're talking about? No, I'm just along for the ride. Okay. All right. So, so and, and just, I, I hate to say this, but you know, are you going to get paid or is there some kind of a, a pot of gold at the end of this or are you doing it just for the hell of it? Right now, it's just for the hell of it. Really? No, really okay. At that point, I didn't really care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The experience okay. of going monster hunt, monster hunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, and and uh, with you guys, I mean, you can't get rich doing this, or can you? Well, that's not the point, anyway, is it? No, I'm yeah. just, I'm curious. I'm curious. Go ahead, let them answer. Go ahead, please. Ghostly talk, please. Oh, are you talking to us? Are you talking yes. to us? Yes. Oh hell no. <laughs> well, you know, honestly, when we started doing this thing back in 2001, 2002, we realized really quick um, that we really liked the idea, as I said, of us being open source and being free and just being free, not free like beer free, like free, like free free. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, and you don't see that enough in this world, I think. Now, I'm not trying to preach, but, you know, I don't see somebody, a lot of people going, hey, man, here's something we're doing. And we just want you to check it out. And well, if you don't want to check it out, it's cool. But it's here for you to check out. And there's nothing you have to do. Again, no, no, no mailing lists. No, no advertisements. No, no advertisements either. We don't have any advertisements. That's the best part. Um, we, we just, we just, don't, we just do the show. Okay, so, uh, so, think, well, go this is good though. But, 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 all right. Let me just ask you: What's the best? I'm going to ask uh, Jason. Too, what's the best UFO story you've ever heard? <laughs> Something that is just like really out there. You know, you guys saw one, right? So with, with us, um, yes, it was around 2000, oh, I want to say 2007, and we were at a friend's apartment, and UFOs have always, like, I grew up on Hollywood movies, like Fire in the Sky yes. and, and stuff like that, where I'm like, based on a true story, and I'm 14, so I'm like, oh, that can happen. I'm, I never want to experience a UFO. <laughs> and so we're, it's November, it's, we're, we're in Michigan, we're facing, the direction we were facing was right towards Lake Michigan, mm -hmm. and 
I, I step outside, my buddy was having a cigar and we're just talking and we, I look up in the sky and I see this light. And my first thought is just like, Oh, you know, airplane, no big deal. Mm -hmm. I'm watching it when all of a sudden it does this impossible maneuver kind of like blinks out of existence. It seems to just be from like, it's suddenly here, then it's over here. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Tom, uh, what, look up, look up, look up. What is that? So he looks up and he stares at it. It's continuing to do these strange maneuvers and he's like, oh, that's not a plane. And I was like, oh, my God. And Scott's in the house. I always remember this, watching Police Academy. And yes. I'm like, get out, get get off the couch, put the Police Academy away. Number and one. come and check this out. And he, so again, multiple witnesses, always <laughs> great to have. All three of us are sitting there watching this thing do this insane stuff in the sky. I do remember there was three colored lights. Like there was green, red, and white, which I have seen in other UFO reports, people mm-hmm. reporting those three lights. But I don't know what we saw. We watched it for about 10. Do you think it was 10 minutes, Scott? It was about 10 minutes. It was long. Of course, we tried to film it. Yeah, good luck. 2007 digital camera quality. I then had a new appreciation for every blurry blurry UFO photo video out there because it is impossible. So we did record. At least we had our voices and how kind of scared we sounded and shocked. Mm -hmm. So that was in describing it. But that was that was my first ever UFO sighting and I, I i don't know what we saw we ran down to the grand river which dumped into lake michigan right where it, we, we felt like it was at we looked up in the clear night sky we never saw anything else and i think i had after all these years i had one person write me because i put the uh, encounter we had reported it to move on but i put the encounter on my website and one person many years later is like i think i saw that too uh-huh. and did we see something from another planet was it something that was secret military stuff that they were testing out over lake michigan I don't know, but whatever it was, it was it was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, huh? Wow. Uh, before we go to a quick break, J- Jason, what's the coolest thing, uh, coolest, craziest thing you've ever seen? Seen? It's you know, it's it was out in the woods actually, and it might have been related to Sasquatch. But when I was about fourteen, fifteen, we had a cabin on a lake, and we got to play in the woods, and I'd always bring a buddy out. And on one time, we went back to the cabin for dinner, past these stand of trees that we would always see nothing had dinner wanted to do one more rip before it got too dark and as we're going back up into the woods underneath the tree all the pine needles had been cleared out Mm. um this little lean-to had been built underneath the tree a Uh fire pit and a bone and that's within about an hour this was done and that kind of we found that a bit unnerving and a bit strange and getting dark so we got out of there yes yes i would too couldn't stop talking about it all night first light next day we went back up to that spot it was all gone and all the pine needles were back wow underneath the tree and everything like that so I, i can't explain it what it was but That's crazy. Creepy and weird. Yeah, yeah, creepy sure. and weird. Before we go to a commercial break, I, I got on this thing the other day down the rabbit hole, and it said, uh, you know, 100 ways out to prove we're in the matrix. And it's just like all these things that happen to people that are screwy. And the one that stayed with me is this kid. He's 12 years old, and his mother finally lets him stay in the car while she goes shopping, like in Walmart or something. And so he's alone in the car, and this guy comes out, and he's – like creeps up to the car window and just like looks in at him and he scares the hell out of the kid. Then he goes away. Three years later, they go to a wedding or something. And in the wedding video, here's the guy comes right up to the camera, the same guy. No. Is that creepy no. enough for you? No. I'm buy a new camera. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm moving. I'm changing my name. Yeah. Goodbye. So I'm going to take a uh, let's take a commercial break now, and we'll be right back after this. Leave them groaning, Uncle Al. Right? You got it. Uh, we'll be right cringing. back after this. You're listening to Mac Mondays Mill Tracks Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned. My dad, he's a double amputee, and uh, he's one of my favorite people in the world. 
To me, a hero is someone who fights for our country and freedom. My dad is a hero. Most of our troops built this house, and my dad can get through the wide doorways. He can reach anything. Homes for our troops build and donate specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post-9-11 veterans and enables them to rebuild their lives. Join our mission at hfotusa.org. Maloney's Mill Tracks on our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show. Hoofa. We have tonight over there in England. Uh, what we call him? Sir Juan McPuddle or something? Juani. That was an earlier segment. <laughs> Can you remember? Yeah. I'll be going after my knighthood in a couple of years. Really? You, huh? Yeah. It'll all come down to you? Good. Well, here's someone who would uh, beat you to knighthood would be uh, Cobra, but he's not on tonight. He's somewhere in the uh, Northern Hemisphere. But he'll be with us soon. Also, a national correspondent down there in uh, Hubcap, West Virginia, Switchy, Switchblade, Steve Warren, Switch. Hubcap, West Virginia, that's across the river. Okay. Uh, yeah, great yes. to be here. Okay. Also, a security, a security chief with a club from the greater Boston area, really. Hi, Mac. Yeah, I also agree uh, with uh, our friend Switchy. Uh, it's great to be here tonight. Really? A lot going on. I can't believe the, the different things going on here tonight. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Me Very neither. It turns out. In the studio with us uh, is uh, El Ronaldo, UFO mechanic. Hello, Mac. Hello, everyone. Slash getaway driver. Uh, Raven, our favorite good witch. By the time I introduce everyone, it'll be time to go, right? Okay. We're working on it. Raven. Raven, our favorite good witch up there in Sideways New York is with us. Raven, how are you? Hi. Oh, my God. I'm so good. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We took a vote that you look uh, fantastic tonight. Was that the vote earlier? It- is that offensive? I mean, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we, You're we, entitled we, to your own wrong opinion. She looks but, a lot okay. better than the rest of us. Let's move yeah, on. I voted thumbs up on the good looks category. Yeah, uh, okay. yeah, yeah. I'm impressed. Okay, all right. Um, also with us, I don't want to run a contest, but the mysterious Ashley G has joined us. <laughs> Ashley, how are you? I'm great. I'm so happy I'm back. Okay, yes, good to have you back. And also I'm with us... Is the Ghostly Talk people, Ghostly Talk podcast Hello. radio? Where, uh, it's uh, where are you guys anyway? Uh, Detroit area. Detroit. Okay. Wow. And how long have you been married? Well, we got we only been married technically for a couple years, but we've been together since two thousand five. Wow. Okay. Wow. So it's been a while. Can we do the math on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. By the way, Mac, a quick aside. Yes. Uh, Amber is an author. Really? has many great books. And huh? her name, Steve. Amber Rose Hammond, is one of the best names you could ever want to be writing books on ghosts and the other ah. mm-hmm. What's the name again, please? Amber, <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let Amber say. Amber Rose Hammond. My my full first name is Amber Rose. It's yes. all connected. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, sounds like a character from Dark Shadow. Something. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> So I've <laughs> I've introduced everyone I think okay so very, check her out on Amazon 
That Thank very, you for the plug, Steve. And, and a new book just came out, right? It yeah. did. It's called and, Mysterious Michigan. And did you just speak somewhere, <laughs> or are you speaking somewhere soon? Uh, I'll be at the Mid Mich- or, uh, Mid-Michigan Paracon. I'll be at the Paracon up in uh, late, uh, the Sioux. I'll That's be right. uh, at the UFO Con speaking this year in Houghton Lake. Mm-hmm. Oh, good deal. Uh, I'll be all kinds of places this year. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So um, do you get stage fright talking in front of people? Uh, once upon a time I did like mm-hmm. in high school, like if I had to do a book report, I was the very last kid to raise my yeah, hand. Me too. And yeah. then the very first little ghost group I was in, we put on a public seminar. We thought it'd be really cool. And we'd all take turns talking. And I just was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm going to die. So I'm just like the whole thing of like, make people laugh. And then that mm-hmm. will break like the ice. So I walked up to the crowd, looked at him and said, look, if I, if I pass out from talking, just drag me to the side and leave me there and let the next person come on. And then everyone laughed. Okay. And yeah. I was like, okay. Okay. And then from that point on, when you, when you talk about stuff you actually love, like yes. I'm not, they're not asking me to talk about calculus. I'm talking <laughs> about ghosts and legends and supernatural stuff and cool Michigan history. It's a lot easier to talk about stuff you love than stuff you don't know anything about. Okay. So the kind of stage fright stuff goes away. I'm more concerned with doing a good job now um, than, you know, eyes on me. Let me ask you a question then. Okay. Because you've been in the base okay. for a long time. Do you think that, you know, what we call big pharma is killing us with their medications? I think there's a lot of people on medication that they probably don't need it. There's alternative sources that they could be using. I think a lot of medication gets pushed on people. I also know from friends and family that I have that require life-saving medication, especially especially for things like diabetes. Yes. The prices out there are horrible to the point where, okay, Big Pharma is killing us either A, with the medication, or B, with the cost because yeah. they can't afford the medication. That's the business model. So Ashley, Ashley is going to talk to us tonight about this right now. You're going to, so I'm already kind of paranoid taking, uh, you know, Tylenol or whatever. Um, But is it true? I mean, wouldn't we all be, well, we all are dying. I mean, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't someone like, you know, expose the whole thing? If I can use that word. I mean, maybe, but I feel like there's also a lot of payouts out there that are keeping people silent. I mean, Big Pharma, it's such a large corporation with sub-corporations involved in it with many people profiting off of it. So with those large profits, it's like a billion trillion dollar industry where they're just (laughs) lining their pockets with money. Why why would anyone blow the top off of that? Right. I mean, uh, so what did you, did you read up on it? Can you scare us further? Yeah. There's a lot of research out there, um, and there's also a lot of people who are just kind of saying things and throwing that information out there. Um, But one of the things, I mean, they just mentioned it, the price of insulin has doubled since 2012. There is no reason that that has needed to double. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just them grossly inflating the cost of it and profiting. It all comes down to profit. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, there's been some progress there, as you probably yeah, just, know. Yeah, just lately, they're going to reduce it. Medicare right. recipients, they've, they've now, uh, the president had a thing where they've limited now to $35 a month. That's the most they can charge. They can charge Medicare. It. See, what that proves is that they've been, you know, scalping us all along. If they can sell for 35 bucks, so they've been selling it. The, people who re- the thing about insulin is this, and I'm no expert, but, you know, uh, um, how should I put this? You know, I mean, the people who can't afford anything are being charged the most, and that's what happens, you know. And Big Pharma is kind of invisible, if you know what I mean. You know, we all take our Tomals, whatever, you know, but it isn't, you, you don't kind of view it as this, like, General Motors, you know. But please, Ashley, come on. Oh, no, you're absolutely right. Um, I did do some research, um, and I went back in back, back. But in 2013, there was a little bit of a, like, investigation with this company because – 
they launched a hepatitis C drug mm-hmm. and they were charging $1,000 for a dose of it. Okay. <laughs> or 84K for a treatment, which could have lasted up to 12 to 24 weeks. 84 okay. grand. Mm. No, you're going bankrupt just trying to yeah. have that solution. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and if you have that problem, you're probably not, you know, wealthy in the first place. But but wasn't there a drug, uh, and, and you know, we'll come back to this, but there was a drug that um, I can remember the ads where it was the guy who was like the first artificial heart guy or the first heart transplant guy, some South African guy. I'm looking at you, Al. Dr. Like, Bernard. You know, Dr. Bernard. Yeah, but it's, it's, like, it's like the other guy. Anyways, he's out there running. He's rowing. You know, he's playing tennis. He's doing all this stuff. And it was like for some heart medication, it was on endlessly. And then it turned out the heart medication was like nothing. It was like a placebo. And they sold billions of dollars of this and it had no effect on anybody. You know? I mean, that's, that's, it's all about profit. And as we've talked about before in uh, you know, Drug Sick and all these different documentaries, they don't care. You know what I mean? They don't care. But actually, go ahead, Raven. I was just going to say, I mean, if anyone's ever heard of Martin Scarelli, you know that this is all a numbers game. This is all just let me get richer and richer so that people have to stay sick and they can't afford to get better because Mm. I don't remember the medication, but uh, I mean, one pill is like $750. Yeah, nuts. Um, Oh, I can't remember the medication, but it's on a podcast that I listened to that um, it's called Pharma Bro is the name of the episode. And they talk all about it. And he's literally just inflating the price because he can. He owns it. So mm-hmm. he can do whatever he wants with it. Yeah, that guy. He's in jail, isn't he? That guy. He went to jail. He, he's out. Oh, he's out? Did they let him out? Yeah. 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 yeah he got out, uh, God, within the past six months, I think. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you can make it, whatever the drug you're peddling. You can make a lot of money. You know what I mean? If everyone feels like they need it. You know what I mean? It's like the, the, the flavor of the month. Ashley, go ahead, please. No, yeah. And to go along with that, um, companies can patent their their pill, even if they change it ever so slightly. Uh-huh. And they can market it in another way. And then they'll have a full monopoly on it. And they can mm-hmm. charge whatever the willingness to pay of the, the people who need it yeah. is. Yep. Yes. So it'll never be a generic version of that drug. Yeah. They, so, own, they own the That's how to prevent it. They own it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. You know? I was, you know, you know, I was sitting in a doctor's office with my father-in-law in Florida once, and you know, he was the youngest guy there, right? And and you know, it's elderly people, and then this, you know, young woman walked in and with her briefcase and stuff, and she went right in to see the doctor. I said, "She's got to be the drug sales." I'm sorry if that's offensive, but yeah. that's what that's what she was there for, you know. She was the salesperson. Yeah, they're drug reps. Yeah, 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 exactly. Wow. That's and you brought up a good point with like, you know, about like dope sick where it's like you're literally pushing things on people because you have the product. Yes. And that's it. And that's it. You yeah. just happen to have the product. Um, man, that, that show messed well, me you said, up. Yeah. And they, all, they made a the business decision. They just said double the dose. That's sure. all they said. And they sold twice as much. You know, and they no. killed like what do you, you know, twice as many people. Just get back to... Big Pharma, so they're killing us two ways. Basically, they're bleeding us dry until we drop dead, right? I mean, if they're, if, if they're giving you life-saving medication for 20 grand a month, who can afford that for more than... Life-saving. Well, you can't. You, know? like, you, can't. you can't. I don't, like, I would just die. Yeah, well, you know, it's true. That, that's it. Like, it's there's no, like, affording the medicine. What are you going to do, crawl out of debt for the rest of your life? Right. What are you going to do with the, with all that money that you're losing? What if exactly. you can't afford a house anymore? And that's the exactly. problem. 
Exactly. <laughs> yep. I think they know that they, they probably put an algorithm in there. You know, the people who can you know afford it and then just afford it, and, and you know they you know kind of go after them. You know, um, but I know Medicine Gore out of it. Al- what? Yeah. <laughs> what a name from the past. Huh? <laughs> so said, uh, actually, what are we going to do? It. What should we do about I mean, he, this? He was busy. He was busy inventing the internet before he started. Let me tell you about it. Let me tell you, Al Gore. Yeah. I, I used to like Al Gore because he was in Vietnam. Okay, he was yeah. he was over there. He rescued his son from getting hit by a car or something. Who knows? But he also went and he got a massage at a hotel and he asked the masseuse to, you know what I mean? Vote the ending? Vote for him, yeah. I lost all respect for him. Remember his wife tried to kill the Grateful Dead. Remember that was her name? Yeah. Tip, tip yeah, top yeah. or something. Didn't his wife end up? Tip Okay. Okay, we got off track. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. All right, that's okay. <clears throat> what just got to do with UFOs? Nothing. I don't know. Ashley, so what are we going to do? What should we do? Stop taking medication? Just see what happens? All I'm saying is a lot of these doctors don't talk about nutrition and they don't talk about the all natural substitutes that are out there that you can find in nature. Yes. Yep. Mm. They do not talk about that. I've asked them that. I said, do you have any, you know, this is for, you know, a real elderly relative. And I said, do you have any nutritional advice? Oh, no, no. Just take these nine pills every day. They would literally. include CBDs? You know, this is way before, that was before that. But also they would not tell this elderly relative to stop smoking. I said, you know, elderly relatives smokes a pack a day. Can you, you know, as doctors, please tell. And they said, well, we can't do that because there's no research. And there's like, you know, it's like, F you, pal. Of course not. So I believe that kind of stuff. I believe, hey, let's keep the engine generating, you know. Sick, dying, that dead people. It's a chain. And I do, I do seriously believe that Big Pharma is colluding with big, the big food industry. Yes. Because big what food. they're putting in our food. Mm-hmm. I, I someone mentioned this like I think like a little while ago. Go ahead. Um, what they're putting in the food is definitely a direct link on why our health and just in, in America in the United States mm-hmm. is going so downhill so fast, and why the obesity rate is going up, and why why is insulin costing so much money? Yep. Thankfully, you know there's there's a little bit of work on getting that price tag down, but mm-hmm. California is trying to pass a bill to get rid of a few of these known toxins in their food and in their candies. Why is no, why are they putting it in our food wow. and they're not putting it in European products? Are they in sugar pops? Do we know that? <laughs> they're in everything. It's, it's in everything. Club. Yeah. Well, Sorry. They're in sugar pops. Red dye boy, three. I'm, I'm going to have to abstain then. Yeah, okay. I'll be, well, at my age, it's it's all right. By the yeah. time they, that gets to me, I'll be long. Do we go on? Okay. All right. Good point of view. Okay. That's good yeah. outlook. Hey, ghostly uh, talk. What do you think about this? When on break, we were talking because um, one of you guys is living in England and yeah. you were talking about how your yes. Oreos taste different. It? They don't taste the same. But they, for the longest time, Europe oh, yeah. has removed all of these chemicals and negative things that go into freely go into American foods. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know our big one, like dyes, preservatives, all this stuff. Um, it doesn't need to be there. Yes, I, right. I love going to Trader Joe's. And Trader Joe's is one of these examples where they there was a particular chip I loved, and they stopped producing it. Mm-hmm. And Doritos had a similar, and I'm like, oh, I got a craving. I'll, I'll try that Doritos one. And looking at the ingredients this and tough. the dyes, I mean, it tasted similar, but my hands are turning beet red, which yeah, never yeah. happened with the Trader Joe's one. Yes. And it didn't taste as good. And yep. thankfully, going to Trader Joe's today, they had my chips back. Yeah. But <laughs> it's ridiculous when you have these other better quality products that taste the same. They're just as delicious. Yet you look at what people eat on a daily basis in vending machines and fast food, right. and you know this garbage doesn't have to be in there. So yeah, is big pharma like you said colluding with 
our food industry saying, you know, dump this stuff in there because over time, these preservatives and all this stuff is going to build up yeah. and accumulate in these people. And eventually they're going to need our, our, our prescriptions and ours. And we're the only thing that can save their lives. And yeah, we're yeah. going to cost it, you know, charge an exorbitant amount of money. So it is, it's this never ending awful cycle. And it's, it's hard to even see like an end like to it because it just seems so ingrained in everything that is just part of American life. life. Yeah. Yep. I mean, uh, remember well, it used big, to be big pharma. You know, one of the big things, if I can say, is oh. we could get that turned around, but unfortunately, we need the Congress. They have the authority. They can put the pressure. <laughs> Sorry. However, do you, you know how much lobbyists? Yes. There was a figure That's on That's really the, funny, Club. Uh, there was a figure in the news the other day about the amount of money that Big Pharma pays out to lobbyists, that the lobbyists obviously pay out to the con members of Congress. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, unless the American people get off their butt. Come on. And go to their, their, their senators and congressmen. Nothing's going to get done. Nothing's going to ever get, get it stop done. this and reduce those expenses almost overnight. Yeah, Just yeah. like Medicare. Yes. What Al said, Medicare deals in strength because of the volume that Medicare directs to mm -hmm. Big Pharma. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's why Big Pharma has to listen to them. Probably their but biggest. Congress customer. could go after them for all uh, citizens, not just Medicare, but. You know, nobody's putting pressure on them. Instead, they're letting them, yeah. you know, get by, taking all that uh, money from the, uh, the pharma lobbyists. Yep. But um, we can easily, you know, turn things around. But it yeah. looks like we just can't get enough pressure on them to do anything. Listen, they're selling machine guns to kids. They're not going to turn around, you know, what drugs we're able to buy. But anyway, listen, um, I think that at some point, you're going to reach like a um, point zero. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it, I suppose they probably think, well, the life expectancy of a person is whatever it is, okay? We could probably sell them drugs five years up to that. I mean, that's their business model. And you can't deny that this is what they do. But if you don't take their medications, I know people who have said, you know, I'm like on eight medications. I just gave them all up and I feel better. And no one ever checked, should I take number three? You know, should I give up number six? You know, you're just taking them all the time. And it has some... They all have some effect on you. So it, the, the money, the basically the money business model is it, no matter what. It's like the Pintos. When the Pintos came out and, and people started slamming into the back of them, they put the gas tank, you know, on, you know, they, it was on, uh, you know, restricted, let's say, right? You'd hit it and it would start the fire. The bolts were too long in the bumper. So what they decided, they said it would cost too much money for us to recall every Pinto and put like two bolts in it. So we'll just take the hit of the like 58 people who died you know, on trial, and um, we'll win half of them, and, you know, money-wise, we'll be... It's like, wow, what happened, you know? Where's your humanity? Where, how do you sleep at night? I don't know. But that's just me. They sleep rolling around in their millions that they're making. Yeah, I guess. Like, like the, Audis, the Audis had the sudden uh, acceleration. Mm -hmm. Audi said, instead of us trying to find out why, yes, we'll just pay off the people that it kills. Audi, oh, I see what you mean. It yeah, was huh? a lot cheaper for them, too. So before we uh, wrap up here, so there is a... There is a drug that is coming out, you probably heard about it, in the next two or three months. They have advertisements on for it right now. It's called, it's 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 to treat diabetes, I think. It's the trialger, or uh, it's, you, you'll hear, you know, when you hear it, you'll know it, okay? And it turns out that this is actually a weight loss drug that people in Hollywood have been using secretly for about five years. What's the name of it? Um, is it Ozantec? That's it, yes, exactly. I know the Kardashians are all over there. You it. go. Yeah. They've been <laughs> yeah. taking this yeah. as a weight loss drug. So, anyway, so whoever makes it has decided, look, we're just going to put it out as a weight loss drug. 
And this is, they said, and somehow I wind up reading Forbes, right? And the guy says, he goes, Viagra has made them so far, I don't know, EI and Lily, maybe. Ridiculous. He has like $61 billion profit so far. They said the people who make this drug are going to eclipse that. Right? They're going to make more than that because everyone, and it's going to put every gym on. You don't have to go to the gym anymore, which is excellent. <laughs> well, for you that goes <laughs> to a gym. <laughs> right. But that's, what, that's what's going to happen. People are going to take this thing. It's going to be, and then everyone will be fit and look great. So that's a big, talk about a big oh, pharma man. plan. So, there are some pretty horrendous side effects. Well, go on. Oh, here's Switchy to spoil the party. Go ahead, Switch. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't. I don't remember specifically, but there are uh, some really nasty stuff that can follow. Uh, you know, sort of like uh, you know, you make a deal with the devil, and you've got to pay on the other end. Yes. Yeah, you can lose your hair. Oh wait. Oh. <laughs> that, that's all right. I have. I did only have an array of wigs. So I'm not. I'm not concerned. Well, anyway, on that well, it's note. like those commercials where they always show the people that are like, you know, walking on the beach, dancing and yes. having margaritas. And then it says side effects could include, you know, Hangover. ruptured bowels <laughs> and depression and death. And yes. it's like, oh, OK, cool. I'll take it. That's fine. Uh, you yeah, better off not so taking it. So when they say death, usually you miss it. Okay. I, I it's always, actually it's half actually the commercial is the side effects. Yeah, it death is. is always part of it. Suicidal thoughts. It and I'm like, I would rather just be sick. Yeah, get right, you're right. There's one uh, for uh, asthma allergies, and it says uh, pregnant women should not take this and be near feathers. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? <laughs> but they have to say everything. No, yes. you're joking. No, I'm going to So listen, we're going to yeah, wrap I this would, up. I want to say he's joking, but I totally believe it. Yeah, yeah, it is. There's some allergy. I thought uh, it was marsupials. Well, maybe that's not. It's not in Australia. It's fishy. Maybe if they identify as marsupial, <laughs> then you have a problem. See, now that... No. Uh, <laughs> what? Um... Now that Switchy has decided to become funny, let's ask him what he had for breakfast today before we pull the train into the station. Switchy, where are you? I actually had lunch today. I went to the uh, for breakfast. I went uh, ten miles east, yes, uh, from Point Pleasant to Leetart, West Virginia, to the Country Corner Cafe. Yes, their special was meatloaf, mashed potatoes, mm. and unfortunately green peas. The green well, peas uh, survived. Oh, oh really? Huh? Oh my god! Oh, I them go. the I green them. peas. I, I'm oh. planning on, on filling in cracks on the pavement with them. Hmm. But uh, wow, the, the meatloaf and the about potatoes it. and coffee was good. So we should say that um, that's good. Ashley's father and uncle run a restaurant, right? And they've been doing that for quite a while. So you grew up with those guys running that place, right? Yes. Okay. So is is it a? I mean, it's 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 still around. It's a great, comfortable place. We have we run an ad for it. Okay. But is restaurant kind of in the in the blood? You know what I mean? I mean, isn't it like a twenty four hour day kind of thing? I mean, kind of. I wouldn't say it runs in the blood, but it it's. It's a topic that's always on the mind. Yeah, yeah. You, always, like the, you, you look at the weather and you're like, oh, the restaurant's going to do really well today. Yeah, yeah. You're okay. walking around. It's really busy out. Oh, but the restaurant's busy. Yeah. So, yeah, it's always on your mind. And, and someone once said that you know, the water pump is going to go at 3 a.m. on a Sunday or something. You know, it's always always something. But the fact that it's still around, and especially in Newport, which is, you know, switches over all the time, you know, the fact that they're still around, we love going there. Stavid Galley. Yeah, it's in a good spot, too. So that's pretty cool. Oh, see, now, I, did, I didn't get the connection. I'm sorry. I did not realize yes. the connection of the Starboard Galley. I didn't know you were that local. <clears throat> to Mac yeah, and I. I. low-key. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Good idea. <laughs> so anyway, Damn. okay. So, um, well, let me, uh, it's time to, uh, you know, wrap up the show, as it turns out. So let me uh, say thank you to our guests. So uh, go, what's up with you guys, the ghostly uh, talk show people? 
we continue to do episodes. You can uh, follow us on social media. You can subscribe, have whatever podcast app you love. You can subscribe to us on there. Uh, we do shows when we want. We're not like super regular. Like we're not like every week on Monday. Okay. Uh, but we're there. Uh, I'll be around, like Steve said, doing a bunch of conferences and things around Michigan this cool. year. So if you're listening and you're a Michigan person and you go to those paranormal shows, stop and say hi. And uh, yeah. That's what we're doing. And, and also, you, you need to go back into ancient times and check out their old podcast, too. Not ancient times. <laughs> well, yes. you know, medieval times, in the mid-2000s. Yeah, uh, the podcasts that the archives Steve's referring to are not on any podcast uh, platforms. You would actually have to go to ghostlytalk.com, go to our archives, and then you can just kind of old-school download them and listen to Marvy Want there. And that's still a lot of fun. And also, if you ever get a chance to meet Scott or Amber Rose at a conference, yes. don't pass up the opportunity. They are really great people. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Awesome. They have to come to the, Uncle the, Al is writing furiously. No, they, they need to come up to the uh, Exeter yeah. UFO Festival. Have you ever been to the Boston area? Yeah. I've been to Boston when I was 15, so it's been a hot second. Okay. Okay. Well, Exeter, New Hampshire has the Exeter UFO Festival. Oh, right. cool. Yep, yep. Which is from, you know, the uh, the hills and from the incident at Exeter. And uh, right. they do And Mac and the crew have been speakers at the town hall. And uh, you should check it out. You should come up. Yes. That'd be fun. They'll book you. It'd, it'd be a lot of fun. It it would be a, it's a fun time. That would be dope if, like, we could all go together. Oh, yes. So cool. Yes. Sea dog. We could hang out at the Starboard Galley and get really, really trashed before <laughs> or after. Before we drive <laughs> all the way up. No, we're, we're on the way home. Yeah, <laughs> on the way home, time. we just stopped there. Man, the Wednesday specials there, I used to go there all the time. Where? Starboard Galley? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, all the time. Yeah. Well, it's always a good place. Nice couple. Right? One, one? Where is it? <laughs> Yeah, one one dipped out. Uh, I, it might be too late oh, in the UK for him. I was at that time. I went to the Exeter Festival. Yeah, they, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. when I met you the first time, Steve. Right, exactly. All right, so at the Thirsty Moose, right down the street here. <laughs> right, <laughs> I'd rather home away from home. <clears throat> I'm trying to get hold of uh, one more here. So anyway, well, uh, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Ghostly Thought. Anytime that anything comes up, call, you know, get in touch. We'll have you back on. Okay. Will do. Thank you, Mac. Okay, and especially if you come up to this part of the time. Right. Okay. Uh, let me try to bring one one in hot, as they say in the business. I gotta film this would be a disaster. <laughs> there he is. It there looks he like there he is. is. He's okay. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, sorry about that. You're on the air. Okay. All right. That's cool. Yep. Um, Ashley, thank you very much for joining us. We really appreciate it. So what? So what is your what? What is your final say? Should we take those two aspirins or not? Because that's the real big guy. This is ghostly talk. We're logging off. Thank okay. you. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. All right, we'll thank see you guys. Thank you. Good night. Thanks for coming. Bye. Bye. There you go. Okay. Bye. Ashley, please. Tylenol I'm or bear aspirin? Go ahead. Tylenol or bear aspirin? Bear, bear, the bear company is like, that. they are big pharma. They're an enormous German company. And in front of their corporate headquarters is a huge bear aspirin. Oof. Um, but, but you know, I mean, so, so what do you do if you stay away from this stuff? As I've known, a lot of people have said, I just stopped taking stuff. Maybe you shouldn't stop taking stuff, but you should find out whether it's necessary to continue to keep taking stuff. Because if you don't, you're going to keep buying it, and you're going to keep taking it, and you know, you'll be a customer for life. Yeah, definitely like, do your homework, and you can always talk to your doctor. I mean, they will probably keep selling it to you because mm -hmm. that's their business. But I mean, I mean, you can do some research. There's plenty of plants out there that are like natural substitutes. I personally don't do that, mm -hmm. but I could 
if I wanted to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The question is, can Back you live in New Hampshire, we had a, a doctor, a GP who was sort of a herbal guy and an all-natural guy. It's amazing that he's part of a practice that doesn't typically offer that service. I mean, it wasn't like we selected him because that's what he did, but turns out that's what he was doing. Yes. And it was pretty good because he really straightened uh, my wife Eileen out on a lot of things. And it, it's it that's part of the uh, mindset, too, is that doctors don't, don't feel comfortable, even if they've done the research, to suggest um, all natural remedies yeah, yeah, yeah. that can uh, put them out of business. Complement uh, whatever you're going through. Right. They, I mean, that's the whole thing is that it puts them out of business. They're tied in with Big Farm mm. and so on, you know. So, so I'm going to say uh, good night, Ashley. Thanks for joining us once again. Does your yeah, father I'm let so you? Does your father let you drive that cool car? He has a very, very cool car. Her father. No. No, ever, I, never. I, I was allowed to drive it once. I got behind the wheel one time. Okay. Wouldn't let me get above eighty. Um, <laughs> above eighty. <laughs> okay. Uh, we understand. Yeah. Very straight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very cool car. One one had one similar to it. Um, and Mac almost, Mac almost had one. What's it? His color is uh, orange, right? Kind of orangeish. Kind of. What? Yeah, like it's oh. an orangey red. But was it a, a Challenger? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a Hellcat, isn't it? I've seen it parked out it's front. A Hellcat. Oh, it's got to be parked out front. Got to attract business. I have, I've driven by many times and seen it parked out front, and I go, aha. That's not part of the advertising I know budget. who's there. I love it. Yeah. That's nice. I was worried about parking out front on that street. It's too busy. It's too It's too narrow. It's too close. Yeah. I, think I enjoy it's parking in the parking street. lot. It, it, it's wide there, but, but I'll tell you, it's pretty narrow back up at the uh, oh, Right. It's wide. Oh, yeah. It, it gets really narrow. Anyway. But I yeah. think like right there, it's actually pretty wide. I mean, my mirrors go in, so I don't have to worry about it, mm. but... Uh, so anyway, that's the Stabbit Galley on uh, Water Street. In the yeah. right. right down, pretty much downtown. Big cheeseburger, medium well with yeah. onion rings, will you? Best hamburger in um. town, really. Best good seafood, but really good hamburger. So anyway, Ashley, thank you very much. We'll talk to you very soon. Uh, I'm going to say club. Good to see you, Ashley. Club. What's, yeah. uh, can you give us a grade for t tonight? Yeah, I, I can't do it in like A, B, C, D. <laughs> uh -oh. I, I can do like a 1 to 10. Is that all right? Sure. Yeah, I'd say about a eight to nine. Really? And what's top? Yeah. Is one top uh, ten? Usually ten. it's brought down, as you oh, know, ten. by okay. the okay, top good. ten. Okay. But tonight's top ten is <laughs> much better than usual. Uh-huh. Okay. Thank you, Claire. I'm glad I asked. Well, again, who was featured in the top ten? I mean, that's what knocked it up. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, I can't remember back that far. So I'm going to say uh, Alonado, thanks for joining hey. us tonight. Thanks for having me. Okay. Um, we'll see you soon. Yeah, I'm sure. Now, you have an ailing cat. You wanted me to bring it up. You've been no, giving no, me no, notes. No, no, no. You don't want to talk about cats. Us. I understand. Well, he's seen better days, would you say? Well, she's, she uh, had some seizures a couple of weeks ago, oh, and uh, we're oh, trying to keep her alive, you know? Okay, right. She's And she's only eight years old. She's not like she's an old lady. Yeah. She's like a very rare cat, though, right? Well, she's a Norwegian forest cat. She's one of four that we have that are all from the same litter. So it would really, really be unpleasant to break up the set. <clears throat> so, this has been cat talk. Yeah, he's, and he's allowing this. I can't believe <laughs> okay, it. But we, the, uh, we had 20 seconds to kill. Yeah, you had time to kill. <laughs> but she's, uh, she's, she's on her medication. She hasn't had a seizure since the first day when she had three of them in a row. Okay. And, oh, God, uh, yeah. So she's, she's okay. We're hoping it's not a sign yeah. of something else. Hey, Switch, did you tell us yes. what you had for breakfast? I did. Okay. He, he just doesn't oh, want to talk about cats. No, 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 hang on. All right. Loaf with green peas. Oh, that's right. How much? How much? So that was eleven fifty. Um, 
No, it was it was higher than that. It was closer to fourteen or fifteen. Okay, fifteen bucks. So you left at least ten. No, I I left uh, twenty altogether. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. You have to go back to school. Now listen, listen. I I, I leave uh, usually enormous tips this, yeah, because okay. this one wasn't. It was it was substantial. It it's wasn't okay. enormous. That's all right. But uh, don't diminish my tipping capabilities. Um, <laughs> I'm just thinking how we can edit this into a. I have to talk. Anyway, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> thank you, Raven. We really appreciate hanging around with us. Tonight. Thank you so much. Okay. We'll be talking to you soon. Sounds good. Okay. And we're going to try to have uh, Lonely Larry on uh, to eat the most disgusting thing he can buy at the fast food. Oh, that's not see what happens. Raven, oh, we, have to, we have to talk he about Wednesday. Disgusting today. Okay. Oh, right. what is wrong with that man? Yeah, he's he really strange. Al is trying like, to give he, you. He's uh, mentally ill. Well. Raven, we got to talk about Wednesday. I watched the uh, eight episodes of the series. He's talking about the last show. Oh, the show. It's so good. The show. She Wednesday. is perfect. She is without a doubt the perfect, perfect person. Gomez and Morticia, I'm not crazy about. It's a TV show that's based on the Adams family. It's on, yeah, it's um, on Netflix. She's yeah, up. like, I love Jenna Ortega. And the only thing I didn't like about Wednesday was that it took her out of you, which is another show that she was in, because she was supposed to be in the fourth season of You. And okay, like, really, yeah. Oh, but like one day is so perfect. She's so the, I can't she like, is, uh, she's she's the, the only person who could pull off Ashley is, being uh, Wednesday. Ashley is nodding her head. Ashley, you watched this show? I watched it when it first came out, and I didn't expect to binge it all in one night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah oh, I wait, got, you were uh, you like Wednesday? Eight hours. Eight hours of, you really? of watching it in the series. You know, now, that I, I've heard they're... Picked up for a second season, which yeah, is so great. they catch your attention. You got to keep watching it that type of thing. But well, they leave it. I don't want to give it away, but like the okay. ending is a good setup for another season. Sure. So they had they had to renew it. But yeah, because yeah. they're so popular. But the, here's the thing that put them on the map. Okay, is that because <clears throat> you know where I went to school? One one is I do her dance. Does she do a dance like in the first? few yeah. episodes yeah. or something. So the cramps. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and that's the thing. She's doing the dance, and that is everywhere over the internet. Everywhere. Sure. That's the only reason I know about the show is that they keep showing her and talking to her. Should I have done the dance? And I don't think I should. And my mother didn't want me to do the It's all just She choreographed it herself. Oh, really? It's, yeah. it's a Tim Burton thing, yeah. you know, show. Yeah. So you can tell. I mean, the first, the first 30 seconds, you know Tim Burton's involved because it's his style. It's weird. Yeah, right yeah. there. But she is the epitome of you could not have a better... Wednesday Adams than yeah, that girl. Yeah. And even with the, the, the pancake man cake. Is they, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I mean, even they put the white pancake makeup on her to make her look, you know, sickly oh, yeah, and like white. Oh, yeah. But, you know, she's, but like I said, what, what I, the only problem I had with it was her dad mostly because he was not Gomez Adams. Gomez Adams yeah. was smooth. See, go ahead. And, I loved, uh, what's his name? Louise. Yeah, I think he's great yeah, in other stuff. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was perfect. And Catherine Zeta-Jones, oh my God, what a She's, queen! Uh, I yeah. love her. Well, but, the, but the girl was, without a doubt, the the, the perfect Wednesday. Hmm. And the show's I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I'll, I will wait for the second season. I'm going to ask mm -hmm. one more show, then we got to go. And I know that at least two or three people watch Yellowstone. So Never we sit down, it. we try, we watched it, we watched it. But, but I love Yellowstone. Yeah, but it's a long, very long. You know what I mean? It's a long kind of. You know, you have to really invest time into it. To really get so there's a lot going on, a lot going on, right? Yeah, yeah. But and then and then I, I keep getting these, uh, you know, things that Kevin Costner has already quit it. So, yeah, why did he quit? And should he quit? Is he coming back? And you know, it's just like, oh man. Maybe so we just started watching season five tonight. 
And I think that's the the most recent season, if I'm not mistaken. I think there's only five seasons at the yeah. moment. I yeah. think you're right. And I think only half of it is out right now. Huh. Well, oh, really? Only half of season five is out? I think, because I know there's really? more coming out and it's just not released yet. DVD is coming oh, yeah. out in May. I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Man, so they're doing like maybe. those like split season things like everyone is doing now. Yeah. Someone's yeah, making like, hundreds Big of millions of dollars. The woman who plays Beth is awesome. Huh. Yeah. So good. Yeah. She's so good. Kelly. I watch Yellowstone, but I watch Yellowstone. Kelly Jenkins. something or other. <laughs> Kelly know, Riley. She's a Brit. She's a Brit, right? Well, yeah, exactly. Even better. Uh, so yeah, I looked her up on IMDb. Brit. I went, this chick is awesome. Who is she? Oh, no. Are you going to stalk her too? <laughs> wait, huh? wait, 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 wait. <laughs> well, now that Tom Brady's retired, he's got to go after somebody. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, he's got a lot on his plate. I don't know. Even though Lily James he's is now available, I think I like that. Well, you're in the right country, then, pal. All right, so By listen. the way, one, one, have you ever watched Endeavor? I think I mentioned it before. The, the young uh, Morris, Detective Morris. You know, I, I, no, I haven't. Okay, the last season has just been released, and I ordered it from the UK so I could get a jump on it. Anyway, it's, it's really worth checking out. Okay, yeah. It's excellent. And that show's been out around for a while too, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's the the young Robert, uh, rather uh, Detective Morris, in uh, starting in the '60s, and it's just uh, it's just perfect. Okay, I'll, I'll have to check it out. This is like about a hundred seasons in that show, isn't there? Nine nine seasons, nine nine seasons, relatively yeah. short British seasons. Sometimes three or four episodes, sometimes a little more. Yeah. Why don't yeah. we do this? Okay, switch. Okay. Yes. Time to uh, put up the image of the train pulling into the station. It, it, it's up there. It's up there. Uh, oh, wow. I'm not paying attention. Anyway, uh, Homes for Our Troops. Homes for Our Troops is an organization that raises uh, funds uh, for uh, veterans who have been wounded in post-9-11 actions, so the Afghan war and the Iraqi war. And what they do is that they build them houses that are adapted to what their needs are now. And a lot of them have lost limbs and so on. So that means like uh, less stairs, low counters, stuff like that. And then once they build them a house— uh, they rip up the mortgage, they give them the keys, they give them the house, and then they come out and, and live as normal a life as they can. Uh, you know, they gave a lot for us, so we should give a lot to them. Homes for our troops, uh, almost 90 cents on uh, the, your dollar goes to uh, our veterans, and that's really, really good in the charity biz. So uh, Google them, see what's up. Homes for our troops, great people. And uh, that is it. That is it. Uh, oh, uh, Raven Scary Mist. What is it? Raven Scary Movie Hour coming up. Raven, right? You and um, and Switch, right? Yeah, we had me, Switch, and we had Phil Yava, and we talk about a bunch of creepy movies, mm-hmm. and they're awesome. You guys should check it out. It, it is a hell of a lot of fun. Um, people have um, a couple of people wrote me today, and they want you to review the movie Megan, which is like okay. The so I was actually going to talk about that. Yeah, Who, looks it like a new exorcist. That we had Greg. She blinks out at the right thumb. Bob the Bob the ghost. It's just the commercials. No, I, I didn't freeze. Okay. I just stopped talking. For okay, some right, that's um, okay. <laughs> that's wow. what? Cool that. I was going to talk I've been, about. I've been freezing I'm all sorry. night here. Okay. I was going to talk about Megan um, last week. I will. I will discuss Megan. I have a lot of things to say about that. Have movie. you seen it? And have I'll, you seen it? I have. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh okay. All right. Okay. Yep. All right. Did you like it? What? what you know? No. I don't have a lot of good things to say about oh, it, which is wow. super disappointing because well, um, Blumhouse did it. And I've not ever seen a, a Blumhouse movie that I didn't like, and I really didn't like Megan. Yeah, really, but yeah. We'll, I'll add it to my list. I'll do a rewatch of it and just see. Sometimes when I watch things the second time, I change my mind. I don't think I'm going mm-hmm. to. Well, the ads are really... But, um, the ads I'll, I'll, I'll do a rewatch, and I'll, I'll put it on my list to talk about it. Okay, cool. So that's Raven's Scary Movie Hour. 
everyone writing out about Raven. Thank you. And I'm going to thank, so I've thanked everybody, right? More or less, right? Have I thanked you, Al? Well, yeah, you, yeah. Yep. Okay. you thanked me uh, by okay. mentioning my cats. Oh, that's right. I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm glad I did that. Ashley, thank you very much. <laughs> Ashley does not have cats. She has an attack dog, right? Very fierce. Yeah, really, yeah. Fierce. What? <laughs> what did I say? I don't, I don't believe you. No, what kind of dog is it? It's some, some kind of fancy dog. What kind of dog? What's, what do you got? Um, American Staffordshire Terrier. What is that? Oh, Staffordshire Terrier. That's where one of those in Staffordshire, right? Yeah. <laughs> she looks like a pit bull. Oh, oh really? Is it, a, is it a pit bull with real short legs? The pit bulls have the short legs, but yeah. she's a terrier, so she's taller. But okay. She's got yeah, the yeah, yeah. Head with the ears that flop over. Big, oh, yeah, big yeah, square yeah. head Aww. and big jaws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. In spots, she's got a bigger bark than she does a bite. That's okay. Raven, did you see that picture I sent to you? Finally, my brother's dog. Yes. Oh my god, yeah. so cute. I know you said he's not super nice, but no. <laughs> super he's, cute. He's possessed. He'll have that. You know how, like, when you look at a dog, you'll say something. He'll crank his head kind of to the. To the side, like, what are you trying to say? Well, this well dog- they do that so that they can hear you better when you're talking to them. Okay. But, like, for me, I'll go and pet any dog. And even if it attacks me, I don't oh, care. I'm like, really? what's its name? Okay. When's its birthday? Yeah. Like, is he a rescue? He's a rescue. Care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but this dog will freeze in that position with his head turned that way for, like, 10 minutes. And just, like, a, a very low growl. And, you know, they'll put their hands in front of his eyes. And, you know, he just he's, like, in a trance. And I, I said to my brother, what's with the dog? You know, <laughs> right. he's possessed. But yeah, you know, yeah. Mac, here in the UK, dogs are accepted in every establishment. You name it, they're accepted. Really? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Restaurants. Also, you got a leash on them, you know, and in, in the in Mothman Museum. Really? Yeah. Really? Huh? yeah. Oh, that's good. Inclusive. Yeah. Okay, it's so, like yeah. a dog parade on High Street. High Street is like a, a main street with all these stores and shops and uh-huh. everything. Oh. And there's so many cute dogs, and I—you know—it's a great way to meet chicks. Take pictures of the dogs, how much you love them. Yes, I've got a bunch on my camera, and I see these these people, uh, men and women, the same, you know, like week after week. Go ahead. And you remember the dog's name sometimes, and you just you just love them to pieces, and the dogs remember you, and it's so cute. Yes. Okay. Big oh. dogs, little dogs. They're, they're in your restaurants, they're in your shops, everywhere. Listen. And they all seem to be it very well behaved. It too. couldn't be a cat parade, right? That'd be impossible. <laughs> all right, so I'm going to say uh, wow. thank you to everybody uh, listening uh, tonight. Until you hear us uh, next time, this is Mac from the entire gang saying be safe, be happy, and bye-bye. <laughs>